Here we go. One take fucker. Horror Movie Podcast, episode 97. We are in the middle of Women in Horror Month, and we are loving Get me out of here! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dave Z. Go ahead. Speak up, my man. Grimsby, a.k.a. Top of the Bops. (laughs) (laughs) He's drinking tonight, everybody. My name is Christian, and I'm not, so I'll be awake. (laughs) For the moment. For the moment. Uh, and yeah, two and special, doing... very special guests. Yes, well, go ahead, bring them in. You do it for once, bring them in. Well, I like when they bring themselves in because then they could toot their own horns and tell us what they're all about. So, why don't we start with who I'm pointing to right now? <laughs> that's the joke, that's Carly, right? I'm Carly. Go ahead, Carly. <laughs> Hello, I'm Carly, everybody. It's good to be here. Hi, everyone. Go ahead. I'm, I'm Heather. From the Friday Nightmares podcast. Just started it, so listen to my podcast, please. That's my shameless plug. Oh, I should have yes. plugged everything. Yeah, plug your stuff, Carly. I, 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 I dropped the back. ball. I dropped the ball. I thought you would do that at the end. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Carly. I'm from the His and Hers movie podcast I do with good old JP once a week. Uh, the movie versus movie podcast I do with Mr. Austin Schroyer from the Woodsboro Bros podcast. And uh, Cinema Attack presents Celluloid Dissections <laughs> Nobody you got knows it. that show Which I do with, of course, Mr. Derek. And uh, also Netflix and Chill, which we're kind of on. I don't know what we're doing with that, but it still exists. But, Chilling. Uh, okay, yeah, Venom. It's there. How many, so. how many more podcasts you want to mention? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Female <laughs> Venom, everybody. Yeah. That's about it. Hey, I'm happy. Pop went on, she's probably on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be there. And I'm sure by the end of this recording, Heather's going to have two more herself. You know, even though <laughs> she's relatively new. Nowadays. That's right. Well, yeah, relatively new is fair to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did a lot of guest spots, but then the Friday Nightmares has only had one official released. Am I correct? Or is it yeah, well, our second one's coming up this weekend, either today or tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I've been on It's Not Horror, okay. I am a, a co-host on that, but that's a commentary. That's, that's yeah, a little Yeah, shows don't do. count. No, they don't. They don't. They're fun. They're good times. <laughs> and I've been on Kill too. the Cast, and I've worked with Kelly and Derek as well, um, and doing more stuff. I'm really happy to be here. I've, I've listened to your first episode and a couple other. Your first one was my favorite, and also the one where Dave talked about sucking a dick. That was my other favorite episode that he episode. talked about. That? Yeah. <laughs> I forget which one that was, that he would do it for money, but I thought that was absolutely hilarious. He did that, oh, he did that on the right. first Do you remember episode. that one, Dave? I've said um, uh, really. I've said it many times. So it could be here, there. I've said it at work. It, it, it's a fact. So yeah. You guys are hilarious. I love it. I love listening to your show, and I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Well, me too. Right. Thank you. We'll Thank you. That for the end. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I just won't be listening anymore. 
<laughs> it's like, it's weird to be here because I have listened to every episode and I never thought I would. It's weird to actually get on an episode where you've listened to the entire show and now you're yeah. just like in it. Everyone wants to swim with the big boys. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right, right. I, I had to be totally. pretty jealous when I told them I was going to be on this show. There was some, there was some hurt feelings that I had to deal with. So. <laughs> tell Moody he's never get. Tell Veal he's never get on. Veal's <laughs> yes, been here. He has been here. He looked Beal. like he was fucking podcasting for the moon, but he's been here. He was on oh, it. yeah. He was like this. He was like, and then I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And, it, and he sounded like he was like F- AM radio. And you, you look like the Mike Marion profile picture a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's awesome. Nice. It looks like Lowly Worm. You guys remember? You guys know who Lowly Worm is? No, I don't know who Lowly Worm is. No. No. Um, no. Let me go again. Lowly, there used to be. Huh? You know it? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> was it Lowly 1950s Worm. cartoon? No, 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 no. They were these books that were written in the 80s, and they were Richard Scary. I know Richard Scary is. Yeah, he had had the the world of this and that. There was all kinds of different animals and whatnot. Yeah, well, Lowly Worm was one of those animals. Oh, it was a worm. See, that's what he looks like. Can you see it? Oh, well, yes. There it is. I remember him. That picture reminds me. I'm not familiar. That's okay, Carly. You're not missing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, how about, about getting it in frame there? <laughs> hey, you want to see what I'm drinking? Look! Look, it's over! It's bigger than JP. <laughs> I was a Viola Swamp fan. Did anyone ever read those books? With the Viola teacher, Miss Sw- Nelson, she changed out yes. of her skin and became oh, Viola Nelson. Swamp. Yes, yes. Right? What the hell books did you guys read? They read The Giving Tree. You read the Giving Tree? That's all you the read. Giving Tree. Giving Tree. Yeah, I love that, I thought, bo- that book. And Vince, oh, read, and Vince oh, read the Giving Head, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. You should read it sometime. Love you, Vince. <laughs> he doesn't read. He doesn't read. <laughs> and he doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we're really happy to have you guys here, Carly. I wanted to have you on a very long time ago because you've been in the game for a couple years now, and um. You didn't really do a whole lot of guest spots at first, and you know. Mm-hmm. Then I think you said you were you at that time being kind of new to it. You weren't that comfortable doing the guesting as much, so I said, "Well, let's leave her be for now." But now, so like I said, you, like you know, like like B said, you, you're kind of like the female venom, and you're popping up all over the place. I'm like, "Well, now is the time. Now is the month." So yeah, yeah, it just it just happens. People are like, "Want to do a podcast?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure, I guess. Why not?" <laughs> but yeah, I used to be. I was very shy back in the day. I did guest spots, but like. I get very nervous to be on podcast. Even this one, I was, I get nervous to do my own podcast sometimes. Like recording with JP, I'm just like, I, it's just like that anticipation of going on Skype for some reason. But I'm good. You guys are funny. You guys are nice. I've already recorded with Brandon and Christian before. So all I had left to conquer with was uh, Mr. Z here. So I'm more pumped. Yeah, yeah well, I was on the of, Fresh uh, Cuts episode. Yeah. The Black Christmas one. Yeah, we, we did that. Heather Ed Carter. Yeah. Oh, separate Oh, yeah, show. She, yeah. 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 Okay, all right. Yeah. I thought there yeah, was something shows. that I wasn't there. Oh, no. okay. I'll always forgive you. Yeah, episode, really episode 96. You don't remember? You weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Here's it a was, real exploded head. It was me, Christian, Jamie, Lacey, and Carly. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> and Alex and Matt came on for a bit, too. <laughs> yeah, they were all there. 
Oh, shit. So let's talk about women in horror. We did it the last show. We'll do it again. Heather, uh, what's your opinion on the whole wheel wheel of horror? No. <laughs> the wheel of, of horror is amazing. <laughs> what about the wheel of women in horror? <laughs> That's great, too. <laughs> okay. Women in horror. Pardon me. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I think that we've seen a real development of women directors, right? And even though Black Christmas, which I know was Christian's number one movie because everyone razzed him on that Fresh Cups episode, <laughs> poor guy. Um, we really are seeing a development of women in horror, and I think we're seeing female characters change. We're seeing diversity. If we looked at us, um, the diversity of that cast in there, and I think it's nice that we have a month that celebrates it. You know, I don't feel like women are impressed in horror, but I think it's just something that females and Jamie and, and Lacey alluded to this last episode that sometimes females aren't seen as liking horror. If you do like horror, it's seen as weird. You're seen as different. You're seen as, oh, you really like, you know, really gross stuff. So I think it's just normalizing it, which I love. And I actually went to the Women in Horror website and I read through when I was listening to your episode last week to just familiarize myself more. And I think it's great. The more young ladies we can get involved in horror, the better. And your daughter has been involved, Dave. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Which I think is awesome. And Christian took his daughter to some horror films as well. And I think that's great. Let's get them started young. And I'm alone. Nice. And, <laughs> and Brennan's making <laughs> a play for his kids. And his dear, I'm alone. I'm alone, too. Oh, it makes me feel better. Post it on Facebook later. Same. Rick. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, post it on Facebook. Unpopular opinion. I'm alone. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Popular for most women, though. Uh, anyway, uh, Carly, and what do you? <laughs> I love Brandon's reactions. On that. I, I maybe I'll pose a question, and this could be answered by anybody. When you hear like retrospective reviews, like the ones that were from Cisco Niebert back in the day, most recently the one they did on My Bloody Valentine popped back up for obvious reasons. But let's say the Friday the Thirteenth series, and how they said it was, it was almost like. Um, Almost like they're saying, women, get back in your place. I think that was ex almost verbatim the quote that Cisco said. It was like a movement to tell women to get back <laughs> in their place. What is your response to hearing that? Because I know my response is kind of anger. But again, I'm coming from a, a guy perspective. And I just I would like to hear what your thoughts are when you hear reviews like that. Carly, I'll let you go first. Um, You know, I don't know. Like, I never, for one thing, the whole thing with women in horror, like, I never really feel that I need a big month to, like, celebrate anything. So, to me, it's just kind of there. I don't really think about it. I actually, to be completely honest, I forgot this even was, like, the month. Like, I just don't pay attention to that type of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I, those, I do get angry about that type of stuff. Um, I think that sometimes women can be a little bit cringe and they think, you know, they are too... Like in Black Christmas, I thought that movie was a cringe fest. I already talked about all that. I don't like when women are too up in arms about stuff. I just think we should all just chill and be equal with each other. And I think women, you know, they can do just as good as men in the film industry and with horror. And they could be horror fans and it's not weird or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, hearing comments like go back in your place, I think that's super old school and I can't believe people even still say stuff like that. It's just very odd to me that anyone would even think that way. I would never respect a man who says something like that. But um, yeah, like I do think it's offensive, but I don't dwell on it really, I guess. I'm just a very like laid back person when it comes to all of this, really. Like I'm just trying to be cool and not be the annoying woman or be super like, ah, feminism and all that. Because I think girls who are like that are kind of annoying. That's just kind of the way I feel about it. It yeah. becomes anti-productive 
if they're too, it's weird. It's yeah, almost like they have to walk a, everybody's seemingly saying they have, everybody has to walk a fine line. Everybody, not women. I mean, yeah, everybody walks yeah. a fine line. And the second that you start being so overt about anything, it becomes problematic. It's not just, now you might offend people by mm-hmm. saying that, but I, I tend to agree, but I'm, again, I'm coming from a different perspective. Anything that is done, like, I guess so overtly, Tends mm-hmm. to rub me the wrong way. Now, the reviews I was talking about, though, just to clarify, though, are also from a totally different era. And right. it was 1980s, not, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> Siskel saying get back in your place, but saying he feels right. like it was a movement mm-hmm. uh, of saying this was the film's way of saying women stay in your place, which I think it's the totally complete opposite. Because well, I, yeah, I, don't view, I just don't view things like that, I guess. And the I, unless they're trying really hard women. to put it in your face or something like that. But I don't view anything. Yeah like that. Uh, that's just how I am, I guess. I don't look at fine details and get overly offended or anything. So, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, women, it's cool to want, like, equal rights and all that, but there are certain things I do think women can't do, like, certain jobs and stuff like that. I'm not going to lie about that type of stuff. And I think women are just too overly out there sometimes, and they become annoying. Like Venom said on that Fresh Cuts, like, Black Christmas made them hate women even more. And yeah, that's how I kind of to tie into what you're saying, there's a difference between educating and alienating. Mm-hmm. When you educate someone, you educate about issues that are happening, which MFA did, which we'll get into later. But to yeah. add to what you were saying, Christian, I think that point had a lot sorry, um, had a lot to do with the fact that it, it was oppression of sexuality, right? So she was a good girl. She didn't drink. She didn't have sex. So that was the idea of putting women back in their place. And Scott and I talked about that in our most recent episode for 80 Slashers. But I don't think that's true. I think Friday the 13th pushed the idea that a female could overpower. And you had two females that were in a, a villain and a, and a hero situation. And I think that that's quite empowering. And I think that we do need to educate about issues that women are facing. I am definitely a feminist, but I like to think I'm not an annoying feminist. I I understand that, yes, there are again. inequalities. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Brendan thinks I am, and that's I'm fine. I respect you, kind of. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I agree exactly with what she's saying, and I think we've come a long way for females when it comes to directing. Like, I don't know if you guys saw The Nightingale, if anyone saw that movie last year, but I thought that was a really good way to talk about issues that women faced, for example, in the 1800s and educate, not alienate. Because Black Christmas alienated, alienated men, which was the opposite of that, no. what that, that it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? So I think that it is important to have acknowledgement of women in horror, and I think the month is great, but I agree with Car- Carly. Like, I don't feel oppressed being a horror fan. Maybe from other females I do sometimes. I don't know if you've experienced that, Carly, at all. Um, but the older you know, I get, the rest I care. So it doesn't really matter. I feel like every it's not just females because around me, not everyone's really a big horror fan besides JP. And a few, like I have some other friends who like horror too now. But, you know, before JP, I was the only one who was super into it. Mm. And like in middle school, people thought I was a weirdo and kind of made fun of me for it. So I kind of got out of it until like high school rolled over, like the end of high school again. And I was like, whatever. And then I met JP and realized he was... By creeping on him, I realized he was too. like, oh, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. There you go. Weirdos have um, to stick together. Yeah. But uh, and even now it's like, you know, my fr- I have like one friend who pretty much only likes mainstream horror movies that come out in the theater. Like she was wanting to see Black Christmas and The Grudge and all that. But she won't. She doesn't feel like watching the old. She's never seen Halloween or any of those movies. So she's very just mainstream. And if I say like, oh, I'm doing a horror podcast or something like that, she does. She kind. She pretty much laughs at me. So I kind of 
make up other reasons for me not being able to hang out with her sometimes but (laughs) you know I mean like because it seems like I'm lying when I'm like I have to record a podcast it sounds like an excuse and just I don't know people do still look at me weird for like in horror movies but it's not just women it's everybody I get like really red and feel awkward like I was telling my boss once she asked me why I was asking for a day off and she was like, oh, are you doing anything exciting? And I was like, oh, I'm going to this drive and the plays horror movies all night. And I was like explaining my life to her and I felt myself just like getting really red. And she was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Okay. And I don't know. It's just something like that. It, it feels, but that's like with any hobby. I, I think, think like, we all get that still yeah. funny enough. Like, that I think, woman yeah. sounds awful that you're explaining it to. Yeah. And as you get older, Carly, like, when I was going to the convention last weekend, I went out to Michigan. Mm-hmm. My coworkers are teasing the shit out of me about it. I work at a post-secondary institution with mostly women who definitely do not watch horror films. Yeah. And I don't care. <laughs> you can tease me all you fucking want about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I it's my jam. Anymore is my right? thing. I used to care back then. And now I'm just like, uh, that's what makes me happy. Just like how some people are obsessed with Disney or anime or oh something like that. Those yeah, people, that, that makes me. them happy. Angers me too. I agree. Anime. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah, 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 lost. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, but, everybody likes something. You go to work and everybody has their thing. I mean, granted, a lot of people are just basic guys that like sports, women that like, I don't know, what women like. So like, okay, the bachelor. Stupid TV shows. Oh, yeah, and you're hip. It's so weird. <laughs> What cooking. did you say? <laughs> <laughs> cooking. I was talking Already. about me, not women. Cooking. <laughs> Nobody, making, you know, making casseroles. And you're single. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so God, weird. I'm shocked. Oh shit. But yeah, the, here's the way I look at it. Though. You go to work. Everybody's got their thing. As long as you're not a a walking, talking stereotype, and everything that comes out of your mouth, and everything that you is constant horror, then I don't mm-hmm. think that that makes anybody weird. If somebody was constantly doing it, yeah, there would be, I mean, why would you want to even talk to that person? Because, but, but if you can still function in society and talk about everything else, like me, I'm at work, people know me as the horror guy, sure, but they also mm-hmm. know that I, I have other interests too, and I could talk, have a normal conversation about this and yeah, that. I think, kittens. Uh, yeah, there you go. Lucky. See, I got the cat side to me. That's mm-hmm. true. Everybody, people at work, it's a guy was telling a story yesterday. And at the end of the, when he started the story, he said, well, he goes, this might make Dave angry. And I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be some joke. And he started talking and he got to a point in the story. He goes, there was a lady on the side of the road. This and then she had a black bag. And as soon as you hear that, I said, I'm out. And I walked out of the room for a minute and I laughed about it. I came back 30 seconds later and I said, I probably missed something. I, I, I bet I had to do with a dog or a cat or some animal in some weird situation because we encounter some weird things at work sometimes. But it is what it is. I mean, as long as you can function in normal conversations – Nobody should ever feel awkward. If anybody makes you feel awkward, then they're the ones with the problem, not you. Yeah, it's on them. Yeah, I pretty much only yeah. bring up yeah. like horror movies or anything if someone asks me about it, and then I kind of right. geek out on stuff. But or they sure, like ask sure. me what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not gonna. Sorry, like... they asked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude, they never the know what I'm watching. Every and time I go to the movies, good for. Oh, uh, dude, for sure. And we have each other, and it's awesome. Like yeah. when I'm leaving work, if I'm going to a movie that night, I'll tell them, "What are you doing?" I'm going to a movie. Every time I tell them what I'm seeing, they don't know what the fuck. Part of me, sometimes they do. When I said I'm going to see Midsommar, they had no fucking clue what that was. Never yeah. even heard. Right? Didn't no idea. Okay. <laughs> when I well, said Granzel, Granzel. 
when I what the fuck when I said Gretel and Hansel, one one person said, yeah, I saw that. I that might be okay. That's it. But most people, you know, unless unless you're a guy talking about fucking Fats and the Furious or some oh not some other shit, then nobody really cares, and that's fine. Yeah. But nobody cares about Vin Weasel. <laughs> I sure as fuck don't. But whatever. I, Each I like the own. first one. I don't know how we got to nine movies of that. I'm curious on how people keep coming back from the dead. It is like a horror movie. They're all like zombies by the end of it. Paul Walker's in the new one. <laughs> I would be surprised. He's a Tupac. Uh, and Weekend at Birdies. It's just Weekend at Birdies. He's doing Weekend at Bernie's 3 and Firestarter 3. <laughs> oh, too soon. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I think the 80s slashers elevated women yeah empowered them yeah. yes yeah. empowered them and if you look at all those 80s movies particularly the slashers most of the more men were killed than women and the men typically received more violent deaths mm-hmm. these are facts you could go mm-hmm. through all these movies this is not even opinion i i know that brian and jamie have discussed it before that they that they were looking at all this stuff they, they were you know basically studying it one day saying let's look at all this and that's what they came up with that it was really the other side it was really the men they were the ones being brutalized and so be it and a lot of times the females are the killer not a lot of times but it's, it's always a, yeah, a nice healthy twist in a slasher and look what's happening now with some some of the later films now with, with these gay interest themes having a film like knife plus heart where the yeah. men are sexualized now mm-hmm. so that's even starting to happen. You had Hellbent, you know, uh, what was so that? Two. Early 90? No, but it's I don't, yeah. slowly. Yeah. But it I used just, to be sexualizing, sexualizing women in every movie, and that would that I could see people arguing about, because, but now it's starting to change a little. I agree. I just saw a movie on Hulu, The Midnight Kiss. It's part of their Into the Dark series. Okay. And, it, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's based on four gentlemen that are homosexual. And you see a lot of sexualized things in that movie that are all homosexual based. So absolutely, like they are sexualized in that. Uh, There's barely any female nudity, if any. Like I can't even think if there was any. Calm it's down, like, Christian. It's weird to see that. I, well, I heard into the dark, and I assume that meant anal sex. <laughs> there into was the indica- indications of that, but you didn't see it. You need to go to Pornhub for that if you want to watch <laughs> that. <more. laughs> I'll type it into the dark. <laughs> Make sure you do. And Carly, they're not looking at you weird because you just gave them a one-hour explanation on Halloween. They're looking at you weird because they only asked you what time it was. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was just like, this is going to end rude. If you could talk an hour about Halloween, I'd be super impressed. I would, I'd, rather, I would like to hear what you would have to say. I would rather talk hard 24-7 than, yeah. than mundane, everyday bullshit. I know, I can't stand small talk. That's me at Neither work. I just I. sit there quiet. I can't stand when people are like, oh, this day's going so slow, or wow, the weather's cold outside. I hate uh, that. It's every day, like your robots. Weather, weather people. Just, Although, you know quiet. what? I do the weather thing sometimes, too, at work. I'm like, it's Whoa. out of a nervous habit. Like, exactly. Just, yeah, I'll, yes, I'll it is. I can't tell them I'll go masturbate in the car. No, that's awkward. That's awkward, for sure. Yeah, my students want to come help you or watch it or whatever, and then it's weird, yeah. My fifth graders do not appreciate when I tell them that I'd rather be masturbating in the car. They do not like that. <laughs> what are your teacher meetings like after that when the parents come in to <laughs> chat with you? They understand. Sure, you want to shake like. my hand? <laughs> Yo, I'd rather have small talk and weather talk than this. Then you walk in the office and fucking people are in their phones. 
and no one's having any communication. Oh, I thought you so, meant this, like the show. <laughs> no, no, the fucking yeah, I, was like, I was, I was doing this. No, I, I saw. Was, that. You know, typing away. I agree. Well, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> now you go out to eat with your family, and everyone's on the phone. You know, you can't talk to anyone anymore. Who are you yeah, talking? I can't stand that. I'm all for small talk because of that. Now, just even though it's just whatever. Hey, how you doing? What's going? How was your weekend? And usually, like me and my work. I have to talk about weather because we're out in the weather. So it's a discussion that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That comes up. What's going on? What's going He's on? He's a storm chaser. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't mind people <laughs> telling that me about like their. That sounds like a fun job. <laughs> I don't mind people telling me like yeah. about their family or what happened with their kids right. over the weekend. So that's different. I hate when people are just like the same old. They make the same phrase every single day. It seems yeah, like and it's they, just phony. Like, it's phony. It yeah, it's like robo- robotic. I'd rather be quiet and just do my work than talk about dumb stuff I don't really care about, honestly. That's just how I'm programmed. That's how I've always been. Like, just give a meaningful conversation. They're yeah, insecurities. Exactly. It's a nervous habit, and everyone does it differently. Yeah. Some people, yeah, when they're when they're nervous or insecure, they, they keep to themselves. Others try to not seem weird, so they decide to come up with something to say, even if it's just, you know, rudimentary no- nonsense. I'll but tell it's you just what. something. I'll tell you what, if you listen to your coworker, I went into the faculty lounge the other day for the first time. I walked in there. There's like 10 other teachers and faculty members in there. And all they're talking about is kids they dislike in their class, the parents they fought with. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I do not want to be involved in this. I have a friend who's been a teacher for probably 15, 20 years now. And uh, he says he never leaves his classroom. He goes to his classroom. He teaches during his breaks. He's in his classroom by himself. He says he wants nothing to do with the other faculty members. And I saw why, because all they do is complain. And I've always just, wondered if, like, teachers are, like, talking smack on students. That's all they're doing. Oh, yeah, they're they talking, should. Yeah, they're for talking sure. Talking they have to be. No one is, parents. like, that nice and caring in this world to, like, where they wouldn't do that. That's funny to, like, hear. And I'm just it's like, true. I'm I've never here. known I, a teacher, so. I get people have done this for a long time, but it's like, you can get in serious trouble if the principal comes in and then all of a sudden, you know, I, like, I don't want someone coming to me and be yeah. like, all right, what was said? No, I'm not involved in this. Well, my sister-in-law is a teacher. So yeah. My sister-in-law is a teacher. My brother used to be a teacher. They even taught at the same academy. And I get horror stories all the time from, you know, my sister-in-law. And that isn't her life. She's not a miserable person or anything. But the way I take it is they have to hold that stuff in so much of the time. They get that little 45-minute break. Mm. They got to vent to somebody. So in a way, I'm not defending them, saying that it's normal. But I could kind of understand it depends on how they do it if they're walking in and saying fuck this bitch and that little cunt you know what i mean if they're doing that it's unprofessional but that's kind of what it is they're in there they're just always complaining they're always talking about school stuff oh we got this like can't we just go in there and just talk about something else like they hate horror let's talk about horror (laughs) finger blasting each other That sounds like good conversation too. I want to come to your teacher lounge. Ah, word. Yeah, what about it, B? There aren't there single female teachers there? A lot of older women. Um, How old? How old? Fifties, sixties. Well, okay, they might have money, divorced, and they. Ooh, who knows? Yeah, maybe you're getting alimony. (laughs) Find out. (laughs) They also don't care about size as much. There you go. So you'll be fine. Hey, I'm average. I looked it up. They don't care. What about mothers? Do you see mothers of these teachers coming in and stuff like that? Young mothers? No? You mean of the students? 
Yes. No, no. My mother's of the teachers. Of course. That's what you said. That's, that's what exactly I what you, you said, said too. You said yeah, mother's of the teachers. Which that's you could go I'm... for too. They'd be old oh, and maybe rich, right? You gotta be open. Open mind. I'm a two for one deal. I don't only because I'm a full time sub, so I'm not with the same kids every day. So I'm with different kids each day. So even better. So you're getting yeah. to meet new women every day. You mothers the of the children. Buddy, that's a yeah. gold mine. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, no. whatever. Socializing. <laughs> Apparently not. That's locking himself in the room. <laughs> That's and what you do with horror movies while he's on his break and try to get through hanging out with the kids afterwards. Actually, I like to go on fresh cuts on my break and, and troll. Oh, which is even better. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's like, exactly right, what I do. I find a spot in the classroom where I get where I get internet connection. And I uh I go on there and I just troll. My time has come. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. As long as you don't troll the top 100 or, or the HPP chat, we're good. Rock and top roll. 100, get your list in. No one's listening. Yeah, thank you. Top 100, <laughs> get your list in. Everyone, patrons, uh, listeners that are that are involved with it, uh, other podcasters that may be listening. Yeah, please. By the time this comes out, it's going to be, yeah. It's coming <laughs> quick. Damn straight. Like Christian. Word. Specialty. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, get it in now. March 1st is due date. Get on that stuff because episode 100 is going to be a big one. So there you have it. Okay. I guess we should get in these movies because, you know, that's kind of why we're here. I love I loved to BS all day long, but we just can't. BSing is the best part of the show. I agree. I enjoy the small BS. Talk, I enjoy listening to it. <laughs> the small talk part of no, the show. No, no. <laughs> this is I good. These are conversations okay. are worth having. Yeah. Right? I have a question, it's actually, for uh, for Dave and Christian, just before we go, is what do your young ladies think of horror? Like, what are their perceptions of women in horror? Have they said anything to you about the movies that they've seen, your daughters? They don't. Uh, my daughter has not mentioned that she's noticed it. And okay. I won't never I won't put uh, the agenda on her like for Black yeah. Christmas. I didn't I didn't say it. I just we talked about what we thought afterwards uh, and she didn't really get into it. Now, she's getting to that age. I mean, she is at the age. She's How 14. How old is she? She's 14. 14. So she's getting to that age of, of noticing a bit more, but she's going more for the enjoyment factor. So she wants to watch yeah. the Saw movies now. Oh, nice. A friend talked about the Saw films. She already nice. watched part one yesterday because we're on a long weekend here. I don't know if you have a long weekend in the yeah, States. We, we do. We're on a long weekend here, family day weekend. So fuck you with the aping. They always say we ape off the States with our long weekends. Ape. <laughs> they do, though. We, do not. we honey dick them. I'm so picturing the, uh, an ape. I don't know why I'm just picturing a big ape right now. We honey nippled and dicked them. Uh, so Saw 2, we started this morning, and we're going to finish tonight. Nice. Wow. Well, did you happen to listen to the Watsy episode? with? Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm trying to like catch up with all the other episodes. You guys do long episodes, so I have to listen to them in chunks. This is true. Well, if you just want to go to the deep dive part with the kids, you'll hear a lot from Frank Easy there. Nice. But to answer your question, I mean, she... She does like horror, but she doesn't watch it all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But she's downstairs. Usually, I'm upstairs watching horror. She's usually downstairs watching YouTube. That's pretty much the way it goes when my wife is at work. And when my wife is around, uh, we've been watching um, American Horror Story, actually. So she'll watch that. Cool. We finished season one, and we just started season two. Again, I'm going. this is the third or fourth time I'm going through this show. That, that's, that's wild. Nice. But, you know, but she's really enjoying it, so she likes that. It's funny because she says that she loves gore, which is funny, but she looks away from a lot of it, but that's part of the charm. And yeah. certain, she's like, she'll say the little things bother me. She doesn't like to see slit wrists or slit throats. 
but other things yeah. she loves yeah. like that are more fantastical she's into that and i i get that because like me there's certain things i don't want to say like fingernails and certain things they bother Something me too, that makes so. you want to pass out I don't rocking like horses <laughs> they are scary they are scary <laughs> it's true but yeah, but she's into all that. a bad movie though, right? Like my daughter even says to me, because Dad, I don't even know if I could tell what a bad movie. I'm like, well, you'll know because you just won't like it. When you tell me you didn't really like that, then to you that was a bad movie. Mm-hmm. That's so, another thing. A, another simple... pet another pet peeve of the horror community. People feel that they have to be on board with other people's opinions. And th- and that statement almost reminds me of like, well, I don't know if it's bad because I gotta see what everyone else thinks. No, you decide for yourself, like anything else in life. Mm-hmm. You try something, mm-hmm. you try a new food for the first time. You don't like it, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard well, because, like, everyone's on Facebook and you see everyone sharing, like, their opinions on the stuff before you go to see it half the time. So it's, like, so hard not to keep that in mind. And I try not to. Like, if I see someone say a movie's horrible and everyone keeps saying it, I try so hard to, like, not think about that while I'm watching the film. Yeah, then, I'd, ra- I'd rather know. hear people horrible reviews than all the glowing reviews. Although I really don't. Well, yeah, that's I, I don't I, feel like I've ever been uh, been swayed by that. I think Doctor oh. Sleep was the most I heard hyped wise, where everyone was like giving it the utmost mm-hmm. rave reviews, and I had very low expectations, thinking you know, forty years later, a sequel, you know, how's it gonna work with you know today's CGI and stuff like that? And I was I was blown away. It's one of my favorite movies of last year. But I had no expectations for it. Oh, the, the thing that irks me is the not being able to shit on anything anymore. God mm. forbid. There, there are shit movies out there. There's there's mm. pieces of crap. And God forbid you say anything bad about, oh, I always want to, I just want to be positive. Okay, there's being positive, but a, a turd's a turd. As we'll talk about, yeah. you can't polish a turd. We'll be talking about that later <laughs> on tonight. Because you can't. You can't. Now, there might be a nostalgic feeling that one or two people have for it or whatever group has. But for for I, th- this not being able to shit on a movie. Oh, no, I'm quite I can quite easily shit on a film. Do it in the oh, Fresh yeah. Cuts chat. But I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, watch I'll, do it I'll do it constantly. Like you you watch it in on Discord service, which I have no intention of watching. I live vicariously through you, Brandon. I yeah, saw the preview know. and I, I listened to what you said. I'm, I, I, I can't comment on the movie. But I would say that I, my feeling would align with yours, I would suspect, if I was to watch it. But I can't say I hated the movie because I haven't watched it. Yeah. But and I have no weird, desire to see I genu- it. Because I genuinely hated it, and it's really not something I'm ever going to revisit again. And I don't really like the films that that they make, but all the power to them for having a fan base and putting out you know, small oh, yeah. independent horror films with, with good effects and whatever. But it's just not my thing. So I, I, I kind of felt bad for the way I presented the review, even though it was funny. But at the same time, I'm I'm allowed not to like it. There's plenty of people Absolutely. who like it. Fuck they can, yeah. They can love it. Love it. Support it. Absolutely. It's independent Dude. horror filmmakers. Support it's like it if you love it. fuck spookies, right? We went on that big rant. Yeah, and yeah but if you, if you so genuinely love that spookies, too. go buy it. Go buy the slipcovers. That's fine. <laughs> Steal them. Don't feel bad. Don't. Don't I, don't, feel, I know. Don't I don't feel, feel bad that. for loving or hating it. I love I'll tell you movies that you guys mm-hmm. feel the opposite on, and Dude, vice versa. This is—it's really simple. Somebody My puts master. out a product. Somebody puts out a product, art of any form, music, movie, painting, any art that's put out there. You have a right to look at it and say nothing, or say I love it, or say I hate it. By by putting anything out there for the public, I don't care if it's a fucking YouTube video. Or a podcast by putting anything out there for the public, you give them the right 
to to say whatever they want about it. It's some there's nothing wrong with that. That that's because if you could, especially if you can make money off it. If they're making money off something and you think it's it's shitty, what's wrong with saying they're at least they're making money? Who cares? Say it. And I, I take a little bit of exception exception to um the way you 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 said it. B. I. I, if everybody does tell me that something sucks, I will not watch it. And I think it's worked for me. I'm sorry. I trust other horror fans where it's a 99% people shit on it. I'm not That's why I've never watched the Psycho remake or the Fog remake or all these shit movies that everybody talks about. Everyone says, oh, don't waste your time with that. And I always jump in and say, I wouldn't watch those movies. Why would I? I, I don't think at the end of the day, I'm going to be that one guy that loves that movie and everybody else says, I just don't see. And if I, if I miss out on one gem out of, out of a thousand movies because of it, I'm okay with that. So I don't mind doing it. Now a movie like Descort Service, you shit on it. Okay. That's fine. You said it sucks. Zero out of 10. You hate it. But I, I would, yeah. I would watch Descort Service before I watch Black Christmas, just because I know that there are other people that don't that's feel like you. Hmm. I don't, how do you know it's a mistake? It, a lot of well, people. You're right. You're, you're, yes, oh, no, but I, I actually did I'm see rolling the I'm dice. The, yeah. I'm playing the both, Christian. Did you see both? No, no, no. I haven't seen Death okay. Surface, but I will not, I won't even entertain the idea. Okay. Yeah, but, but I'm playing the odds. You know what I mean? If, if, if I know there's a fan of, there's, it's a split movie, even if it's, you know, 30 uh, positive to 70 negative, that's better than freaking, you know, 98, 97, 98, 99%. Everyone says it, it sucked. Don't bother. So, I'm sorry if if everything comes out, and you know, guys, I have my method with the cover of the movie, and when I look on the B and and, and what everybody says, I think it does me well. I, I'm sorry, I, I really do. I, I don't watch any bad movies as a result, and and I'm happy. If everybody says something's really bad, there's been so many movies I, I could go on and on. There was that movie on Netflix, uh, uh, Open House or something. Oh my god, oh. negative. <laughs> there you go. I I should watch it. Uh, Why should I watch it? It makes no sense to me. I'm not going to say I'm going to form my own opinion. No, I trust people that are fans of the genre enough where the vast majority says it's bad. I'm, I'm going to skip it. I'm sorry. I trust some people. I'm not all trusting, but I'm, I get you. I totally get you 100%. But some, sometimes I'm like, I just got to check it out for myself. And more than likely, the, the majority is right. But just sometimes I still have to, you know, go ahead and, and do it. Sometimes when people are talking so bad about a movie, I just want, it makes me want to watch it just to say, like, this can't be as bad as what they're saying. But half the time it is as bad as what they're I saying. I actually, so, like, you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, help I, it. I just can't help myself. I need to know what the problem is. That That's true also. And I'm also the other way. I like to watch, I like to rewatch movies that, uh, that people rave that I didn't like. And I'm looking forward yeah. to checking out a few of them, particularly... Midsommar, because even my friend who I saw it with, and we both didn't love it in theaters. Now, I, I talked about this, you know, last year. I still rated it a 7 out of 10, which is not a bad score at all. But uh, even my friend rewatched it again. And he's like, you know, it's, it's kind of growing on me. And, you know, Dave, of course, raved in. Every, you know, a lot of a lot of people raved in. I'm kind of kind of want to check out the director's cut because I feel like oh, the boy, additional yeah. development is what I needed. Because there were just some things where I was like, well, in the end, it's an overly simplistic film. It just seems like there was not enough explained about all the stuff going on in between. And it just seemed like a simple film in the end for, for that length. So I think I need that additional stuff. I felt the same way about that movie. I felt the same way about Midsommar. I thought it was exceptionally well done, but it was not on my top ten, not because it wasn't a good film. I just didn't connect with it the way other people yeah. did. And I think that's okay. 
And I know for me, I'm trying to watch every theater watch and every shutter release this year because of podcasting now. And that's good. It puts me outside of my comfort zone. But I have my preferences and I know what I like and I know what I don't. I don't love Lovecraft. I don't enjoy a lot of Lovecraft stuff. Did I enjoy Color Out of Space? Absolutely. Would I have watched that if I wasn't in podcasting? Probably not. So oh, I think that it's same, same opinion. That it's pushing me, right? To same opinion. Do that. Yeah. But certain Lovecraft type films are now starting to grow on me. So it makes yeah. me want to go back and revisit some of the older films that I didn't see. In fact, there's a 2012 German version of Color Out of Space that I actually wanted to rewatch because. I read it got pretty high reviews for the top 100, potentially. I think it's on Prime. It's called The Colorado Space from 2012. Yeah, it's German a, yeah version. I've seen it, yeah. Okay, yeah, black and white German version. Yeah. I want to actually watch both versions now. You know what's yeah, funny? Sure. Taste change, <laughs> the, taste change. This is, I get a kick out of this. Movies that we gave 7s out of 10s on the, on the year-end show are the movies that we're talking the most shit about. Like, My, yeah. Right? Agazusa. My biggest disappointment my biggest disappointment of the year was a seven out of ten, which was the lighthouse. Right. The, the lighthouse, mm. Midsomar, uh what else? Um uh, climax movies that I Yeah, they're not I don't movies. hate them. I just expect I it to be blown away. Maybe that's part of it, or maybe yeah. because you see something there, like, you know, behind the camera, you're like, Well, if only the story or this would have been better, this could have been great. So therefore the anger. Because it's like you were you were this close, but you didn't quite do it. Yet every no one else is not no one else, but a lot of people are blowing it, and they don't notice all, all these the things that I'm saying here. You know, as far as what's going on with the plot, how come it doesn't bother them that they don't that there's no plot here, but it's bothering me? And it's almost like it's you know again seven out of ten. It, it's oh, a movie it's a good, I recommend. Movie. It's a movie I'd buy. I'd buy a seven out of ten movie. Right, but I I find that we we all typically talk more shit about those ones than the real movies that we actually write. Because they're the ones that are right on the fringe yeah. of becoming really great films. Yeah, you gotta be hard on them. Yeah, and yeah. and it's weird. It always comes down for me in particular just the emotional connection with the characters. And if it's just not there, it just hurts it for me. I feel like I just tend to love films where I emotionally connect with the characters. I think yeah. that's why I hate. I hope most people hate like better watch out so much yeah. is because i love the girl and i hate that kid so much that i just just anticipate that's an that emotion i know yeah. <laughs> I, I love and hate it that's what that's how i feel about films like funny games like eden lake it's like too emotional where it's just like fuck you i don't want to watch this movie ever again mm-hmm. it, it like it takes that's something out of me dr sleep that problem because i came up on it but Ooh. i expected so much more based on how much people were raving about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. It's good. And then I watched it again. I'm like, okay, I, I was a little hard on it. I I I, know, I like this. I, I like it, and it's very good, but it's not this. Yeah. It's, like, no, <laughs> it's no Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I never said it was a Black Christmas. You oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just Christian about that had Black a drama, Christmas. Number one last I year. actually can't wait to watch Black Christmas. Because yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to be with Christian. I feel like I'm going to be like, this isn't that. No, it's, no, it's, not, it's not great. It's not great, but it's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, you said that. See, I saw it for more than what people just saw the agenda and just hit shit on it. Yeah. And That's all there was. But the well that you're there is a lot of that and I even if it's a poorly made movie for some reason it was it's just so brisk and so off the fucking rails that I just kind of enjoyed it. It's not great. I never said it was great as much as Neil would like you to think I did. Uh but <laughs> I will watch it again. I will watch it again. I actually want to see if if they actually have anything added for the unrated or whatever the direct uh, the DVD of Blu-ray version. 
I'll check it out again. I'm not going to buy it, though. Fine. Well, I'll tell you. One last thing. Back to my daughter. She is the target demographic, I think, for this Black Christmas movie. Guess what? When all this happened, I asked her about it. I go, so are people in your school talking about Black Christmas? She didn't even know what it was. <laughs> she thought about the, the old movie. She goes, the movie you watch on Christmas? I said, no, there's a new one out. Nobody, none of the girls in her school, not her, nobody. And you know you know damn well there's feminists that are in middle school and high school. You know, because it's, it's in fashion. But So it's like <laughs> nobody knew anything about it. fashion to be a feminist. It is. And it, it, was, it is in fashion. That's just last year was dating black people. This year, <laughs> yeah. so I'm be it. I'm, I'm dating a gay black person now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a feminist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> lesbians are in fashion. Back to my daughter. This is the funny thing. I asked my daughter when just when I was upstairs when I was telling you the story before. I because I, I, I mentioned elementary school. She goes, oh, she goes. Everybody was so we, every. I had so many friends in elementary school. I go, yeah, because none of you, you know, you guys didn't know any better. You were young. Everybody now it's drama, but everybody at that age does get along for the most part. So she, so, so she goes, only people I talk to now, or have talked since elementary school, are um the one girl Aaliyah. She goes, but 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 she's she's a racist, so I don't talk to her anymore. And she goes. And, and Samantha, and she for some some for some reason she's always held on to the Samantha girl, even though she's changed schools and school districts, some others, you know, different times. But somehow she's occasionally talked to this girl in different ways. So I go, how is it Samantha girl doing? She's like, good. She goes, well, she's in love with me now too. I said, what? Now, now when I when I tell you something, I'm not exaggerating. My daughter has had four best friends, uh, three since moving here, and then I'm gonna add Samantha to it now. Is the four every girl that she hangs out with. All right, is a lesbian, calls himself, granted, 13 years old, calls himself a lesbian and is in love with my daughter. Well, in love to the fact that they have, yeah. and they have, and I told her, I go, I go, good for she you. I go, we on a life. I said, if you were a lesbian, you would have the life. You'd have, you, you could pick either one you want. But the pick thing ladies. is, these girls are, dude, they're 13 years old and they all keep declaring themselves lesbians and all obsessing over my daughter, who isn't really into dating. I'm upset your daughter has three more girlfriends than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's the it same thing. Lesbians. Gay is in fashion. It's the same thing. And I, I know that in fashion is what I'm trying to. Years ago, it wouldn't have been that way. I'm not saying people should stay in the closet. Yeah, you're right. But it's, that's what I'm saying. Because it's so it's everywhere you look. It's so it's become in fashion. And that's what I say in fashion, because it's almost like, I don't know, I, I don't, I can't, I went to her school for the open house for uh, the moving update thing, because she's going to be in high school next year. And half of the people I saw portrayed themselves, portrayed, nobody hate on me, portrayed themselves as homosexual, women and men. How do you do that? Have a cocktail Boys and, and girls. <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you portray it yeah, well, nowadays? I, I'm just curious. Their behavior, the way they talk, the way they act, the way they dress, just, it's just, that's the way it seemed to me. I portray myself but as a black person. But I'm sounding like an asshole. I'm a- <laughs> Yo, what up, Mr. Z? Yo, I'm a horrible stereotype. <laughs> well, that used to be in fashion, too. Oh, oh, you have a Dude, I only wish I was black from the waist down. That's <laughs> my... <laughs> That's what my wife says about me. You're black from the waist down. Yeah, good for you, Dave. Good for you. I'm not hating at all. I'm, you know what? Good for you, Dave. You deserve it. I don't have much. But you what deserve, I have, you deserve, deserve it. Black from the waist down. You deserve all nine and a half, whatever it's up to this week. And just... It's always nine and a half. Oh I know. God. I'm teasing. Not. Don't even put that I, in my mouth. 
Don't even put that in my mouth. <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> no, she wouldn't say that. But, but but she did say that years ago. Years well, she was ago, scared. I no wonder. She was probably startled. <laughs> she was like, she was what? Like, what? <laughs> Mom wasn't prepared for this. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> I switched colors because I, wa- I wanted that. <laughs> Oh, no, she had the picture. She got the picture before we ever hooked up. Oh, oh, good, good, good. So back to your point, though, Dave, I think. Not unsolicited. Let's get away from his point. (laughs) No, I think teenagers, like, sexuality is so fluid. Like, really, like, it always was. You're you're turning 13. You're trying to express your sexuality. I think now, you know, you want to be part of pop culture. I think you do have a valid point. You know, I think people want to be different. And right now we're we're getting more accepted of alternative lifestyles. And I think that's great. But I think sometimes people just, they want to jump onto trends, no matter what yeah, those trends may be, whether they associate with that or not. Too. Yeah, like it's right. mainly the girl. Like that was how it was when I was in school too. Like every girl all of a sudden in high school was bisexual. The guys like it. Like you go out yeah. to clubs and girls grind together and guys buy you drinks. Like that's how it works. Like you yeah. do what you got to do. Except so. for the drink buying part. I was very frugal. I know. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Probably went to the same bars. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking middle school, Kylie, right? You're, or did you say high school? Um, It was a, it was in middle school and high school, really. Man, that's too Honestly. young, man, middle school. They yeah. don't even really know what – how could you identify sexually to that – strength at that age i mean yeah i I think think some people know i think some yeah sure i don't know because like when i was like that age i wasn't really attracted to anyone i feel like it wasn't until high school that i had a crush on someone for the first time so that's my but some people do I don't know. People are just different the way their brains are wired, I guess. But Some are I, more and we started younger. Like, it's just how it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I had crushes. On, but yeah, you didn't know what the hell was going on at that point. Yeah. You just had Yeah, I didn't think about done. it. I, I still run around just swinging my dick around like it's a helicopter. They're great. I thought going through the house. I thought that was an age don't thing. Fl- don't flatter Remember, yeah, yourself still like a still helicopter. Do it now? Oh, no. <laughs> like a very small helicopter. Looks like, <laughs> Not looks like Del Castro yeah. smoking the tail end of a Cuban. <laughs> we better talk about the movies okay are we gonna go right, in well, order again yeah let's go in order but heather mentioned you know small chunks before and i just wanted to give a shout out to mr watson oh wow <laughs> you said you were gonna be nice i did say that but you know what he's too sensitive we gotta loosen him up a little we gotta toughen up that thin skin i love him i love him <laughs> Bye. Little what? Look at the little, little what. what. <laughs> Can I say I did listen to the episode of Watsy with little Frankie Z and Little Watt on there, and they both did fantastic. And like Little Watt, it's creepy how much he sounds just like his dad. The way he ta- not just the way he talks, but his voice. Sometimes like Watson will be like, "Okay, Little Watt, you take over now." And then like I was like, "Why is Watson still talking for his son?" And I was like, "Oh, that's well, actually they're both a horror movie. That's a horror movie right there." <laughs> they're, they're, they're both Dead little what? They just sort of switch. True. And we and we learn from that episode that talent does skip a generation. <laughs> All right. Wow. Maybe there is wow. no little what. That's wow. the horror movie. Not me, little little what. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Or big what? You know what's crazy? I thought drinking made me nice and friendly. Apparently clearly not. No. I'm an angry <laughs> drunk. Look at me. Yeah. You're going back to heel. Heel I'm, brain I'm is back. Heels, yes. Heels. I'm wearing Speaking heels. Speaking of heels, I'm sure you're going to heel out. Oh, no, you know, Christian's going to be a heel. Christian's, Christian's been a heel in, like, every movie this year. I feel like he's hating movies this year, but let's see what happens. 
He's allowed to say what he wants to. We talked about yeah, this earlier. You're, you're empowered. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a feminist. You can hate whatever you want, Christian. That's right. Last year was Russians. Who am I kidding? Only I love everybody. Russians. White Russians or black Russians? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah we're talking drinks. All Russians. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nineteen eighty two. Here's a joke really quick though. Go ahead. Here's a here's a joke about white Russians and black Russians. My a friend of mine was a um a bartender and she was this it's a joke on her, but whatever. I I heard about it through the grapevine. She was learning to bartend and everything else, and we were in Vegas. And somebody said, I want a um a black Russian. And she had never had done that. She'd only made white Russians. And she goes, Well, she goes, I know how to make white Russians. She's like, What's the difference? And the guy answered the milk. And she goes, Well, how do you make milk black? Oh God! <laughs> Sounds like a good bartender. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would I would have said the black it. Russian comes with an ankle bracelet because it's on parole or something like that. I would have made a really insensitive <laughs> joke like that. Building cultural bridges today. That's what we're doing. Uh, I was a bartender. There's no too. racism in the states. Heather. Best job. Best know. job I ever had. Oh no! <laughs> no idea. Best None. job I ever had. Most money I ever made. Go back to it. I'm I'm content. Let's, now. Please, please, let's get into some movies. All right. Okay. 1982, right. written and directed by J. S. Cardone. Two couples become stranded on a rugged isle and are haunted by a supernatural beast drawn to the wife of one of the couples who dreams of its killings. All right. The Slayer. Oh, 1982. The Slayer. Final let me, thoughts. Let me say something about the Slayer because, of course, like we usually do, we're gonna we're gonna say you know where it came from. Robert Patterson. Chose this one on Patreon, and I want to read. I never do this, but in this case, it's it's apropos. I want to read what he said about the Slayer. He says, "Okay, hey dudes, thanks for the offer to suggest a movie for show 98. How about 1982's The Slayer, aka Nightmare Island? That would be a cool one to cover, as I've heard it's a non-linear film that could be interpreted multiple ways. I haven't seen it yet, so it could be total rubbish, but I'd be interested to hear your take on it." Well, I'll tell you what. Number one, thank you, Robert, of course. Yes, and it's show 97, Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. At the time, I, I told him it was going to be 98, so I, you're right. Well, I, I was reading the message, yes. But, uh... <laughs> wow, that, Robert. That, that's who it's from. Looks like he, better be a, he better be a Patreon <laughs> and pay him more than $3 a month if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Patterson, not Pattinson. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Thank you. See, so I'm so Batman. Non-linear. <laughs> what? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Oh <laughs> fucking like Batman! I'm so sick of hearing about a new Batman. Not the movie. Not no, the movie. Are we off the the this is not Dave's peeves section. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the Slayer. Okay. Now, I never thought of this as as being. He says it can be interpreted multiple ways. Three now that. Ways. Pardon me. Three different ways. Three? Okay, well, okay. Uh, by, by the way, spoiler, everybody, before we get into it. But that got me thinking, because I only saw the movie once before, and I disinterpreted it as one way. But mm-hmm. now I'm curious. But anyway, that came from Robert. So, The Slayer. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Are they thinking this is like a bliss? No. no I, 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 under, I interpreted it one way when I watched it, too, and then I looked it up and it actually says on different sites, like, oh, it's known for being interpreted different ways. And then I thought about it, and I do 
understand it now, but when I was watching it, there was only one way that I thought. That boredom? Oh, come on, you freaking <laughs> hater. <laughs> no, it was a joke. Yes. No. Dude, this can easily be so interpreted three, maybe four different ways. And I think, I don't know what it is. I'm Look, it's not a long movie. It's under an hour and a half running time. I get that it does have a slow sort of build to it, but I'm just really drawn to it. I think the movie looks looks nice. It's very, like, surreal and, and dreamlike. And uh, I think the cast is actually really good for a a group of actors that really didn't do much after this. Right, and I'm joking. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said there. Like, it does look really good, and yeah. the acting's great. It's slow. That, uh, it is parts, slow. It is slow. I said it's slow in a chat. He thinks I hate the fucking movie. No, right? I'm teasing you. You're allowed to hate the movie even if you do. I, I'm just saying. There we go. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of walking. There is a lot of walking. There's a lot of yelling of names, but I love the, the, the isolated feel of it. I love that orchestral music that plays throughout yeah, the music was exceptional in this yeah really right in the scenes it was really well done and, and of course i only first learned about this movie a few years ago when it got the hour release and derek was famous for always thinking because it always had bad copies of it released that the opening scene was a bag of oranges swinging but it turns out it's the clock <laughs> so I, every time we talk about this movie because this just made my top 50 i think it was like 49 or something and uh I mentioned that on the Top 50 show, you know, the famous bag of oranges, which now with the beautiful restoration you could see is clearly a, a clock uh, ticking back and forth. That's, so that's a shout out for Derek. Yeah. Dave is right. Dave is right for like, there is a lot of walking around and the script yeah. is pretty much a calling of names for maybe yeah. a is. third of the movie. And Kay's eyes being wide throughout the entire thing. as well. Dude, Kay's yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> see, she's looking, she looks like she's the looking at Dave's movie. junk. Yeah. <laughs> through the whole movie multiple times <laughs> yeah well especially at the end when her eyes are about bulging out of her head oh my whispers, god she goes junior <laughs> junior dave doesn't even know what the hell's going on christian said kay's eyes were so wide like she was looking at your junk and i said she whispered junior at the end <laughs> oh i didn't hear him say my junk yeah he okay. said your junk <laughs> sorry okay she sold it man kay did good i liked it yeah, yeah i think she fit actress. the role really well so, yeah, um, so what are these versions? Movie. What is the version, Carly, that you're talking about? Surfer cutting you off there. But expand on it. So you saw it one way, and then you read this thing, and you thought it made more sense? I didn't think it made more sense, but I kind of, like, I understand. I think there's only, like, in my opinion, there was, like, two ways that you could kind of interpret it. And um, I don't really want to, I don't know if it would be given away, because it's, like, well, the ending could, of the film. It's, right? you could, we jump all over. You could go ahead and spoil. How, how did you see it? Like, I saw it that the whole movie is basically just a dream. That, that was my initial way of seeing it from, you know. So you think like, she, she woke up as a kid and she had just dreamed it as a kid? Not that yeah, and it was like a, a premonition of what's going to happen to her. Like, Holy when she's shit. Older, but, but I not thought it was a premonition. Well, yeah, that's like actual brilliant. Oh, yeah, my God. But if it's yeah. a premonition. Really? I thought you guys were on the same page. If it's okay. a premonition, does oh. that mean that it happened or she's still a kid and it never happened? I, well, I that's why she's afraid. That... Sorry, Carly. No, it's okay. I was just thinking no, she no. was like a kid and she was actually dreaming this because she has the, she's had these dreams like as a child. And then like it's going to end up happening to her when she is older. And at the end, you know, they bring that cat in. She's like terrified because that yeah, was also she had yeah. had. Yeah, she had that yeah. envisioned as well. So that's kind of what, how I took it. Um, I, and I think that's the, wow. probably the more popular of the interpretations. 
But not that she's still a kid. I took it that we're actually seeing that we're it actually, play out. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could look at it both. I, I yeah. understand Carly's, you know, with the with the two sort of interpretations. But, you know, with the dream being a premonition or her just still being a kid and it just being a bad dream, still two of the more popular versus, versus you know, taking it for real. And, uh, you know, is there a monster that she's actually manifesting in her dreams, very much Nightmare on Elm Street like before Nightmare on Elm Street, where uh, mm. you know she's even drinking the coffee to stay awake, don't fall asleep, yeah. and and she yeah. is asleep when everyone else is killed, which I thought was really well done. Attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Or is she or one of the other characters, particularly it would only be Marsh at this point, the uh, the pilot, or one of them the killer? Well, it'd be pretty difficult for her to be the killer with how some of those bodies are killed and where they're moved to. Like, yeah. It'd be pretty hard for a woman to <laughs> carry that body all the way to that. Yeah, I really never saw her. I think it'd be right? really hard for a guy to carry. Somebody. I'd be hard for yeah. anybody to do that. You'd need a tag team. You would need a couple of people. Um, I you thought that it was Vorgy. an interesting concept. Yeah, Miss Vorgy's show up. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting concept for that time. I'm not a big fan of it was all a dream, but I thought that that was cool. I thought that it was cool that she was foreseeing this and it was almost like the entity was torturing her. There's nothing you can do. This is going to happen. And now you're going to live your whole life knowing that you're coming up to this point. Well, it's almost like it did happen. And then the end scene is just thrown in there to show the context that she had, you know, she knew about it from back then. Because even her brother isn't, you know, believing it. You know, the brother tells the wife, his wife, Brooke, about the about the dream and and just says, you know, about the cat and the freezer and all that. And and, Mm. sorry, Dave. Dave looks dumbstruck. I got to find out what's happening here. No, I'm not dumbstruck. Uh, <laughs> what Carly struck. said, <laughs> thunderstruck. No, um, <laughs> Carly blew me away with that. Thing. Like I feel like I just. Hey, this is Women in Horror Month. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no. out of this. <laughs> it went up a whole point just now because I'm like, uh, I always thought, yes, it's just. a very confusing ending. It's all in her head. But why that shot at the end? with her as a child and the cat coming in and the surprise on her face made no sense. Now, by her saying that, now it makes all the sense in the world. That's why she sees the cat and she's like, oh, now I, to, uh, to me, I think that's the only way I can interpret it. I think this movie just went up a full point. Like I have a, a comp- what an appreciation for that. Just as that novelty is great. As a slasher, what you said about, uh, Heather, what you said about, you know, the uh, being able to move the bodies, to me, that's just that's par for the course for 80 slash any movie. Yeah, that's true. A lot of times yeah. where yeah, the female's a killer of... too. We've seen that so many times. Yeah. Jallos and things like that. And later on, it's revealed it's a female, and these these men are like hulking men that she's killed. How? I guess you know it's just part of the charm. I guess. Well, I think there's one <laughs> thing about people... killing someone and leaving them in their spot, but then to move the body would be a lot right. more work, right? Yeah, like, I can't move a person so, at all. Like, well, I dead bodies are even heavier, so. Not that I, would I couldn't know. move that guy. I know I couldn't. <laughs> that guy was like fucking 220 pounds. I'm yeah. going to move that guy? Get the fuck out of here. I, I, I'm fucking fine. You haven't been pumping I'm... it up? You haven't been lift, lifting weights there, Dave? Ready to, to uh, move some bodies around? I'm strong enough, but I don't think I can drag a guy across a beach. I'm hanging in a, in a fucking though. <laughs> I don't it think I can do it. You know, we could also be experiencing a complete psychotic break where we don't know what timeline we're in by the end because we even get mm. that that quote in the film when i wake up my real life will be over my dreams will have taken over she says it's that all about her dreams so that, that ties into it even more so yes but we don't know what's real what's up what's down what's real what's not by the end 
Well, I understand, but, but Carly saved it. I'm telling you. You know, sometimes I I, 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 I see that. Like, you, I'm watching a movie, and I say, if I can explain something away, I'm happy. Just what she said explained the whole movie away to me. Remember I've said that, like, with Slaughter High? Well, you can explain it away because it's a dream. You can explain this away. When that happens— You don't take and, a shower or a bath after someone's murdered in the school. In a dream, you do. Anything can happen in a dream. Ah. It's the like Nancy angle. It's the same thing with Nightmare One with my theory, not just mine, but a lot of people. The whole entire movie is a dream. It's the and Kurt angle. <laughs> nice. I enjoy it even more so for that. Now, I'm not going to give the whole movie a pass because the movie still needed a third couple to go up with them. That's yeah. all this movie needed was a third couple and two extra red shirts, a couple more glorious kills because the kills, for the most part, were good. That's what it mm-hmm. needed Instead, we have 20 minutes of walking around where it would have been better served to have, you know, two 10-minute scenes of people walking around. But at the end, you get a punchline out of it. But I like it, though, because, you know, she's discovering, you know, the the, uh, the um, architecture of the island and realizing that these are the, the drawings that she's been doing. So she's having these, these deja vu every two seconds. And it's really, it's really cool, really creepy and atmospheric. I do agree a, a, an extra couple would have been there. They actually threw the fisherman, Wally. And yeah, as, you. As, yeah, yeah. Me. yeah, I need <laughs> I a need woman open. or a dog. <laughs> Get <Yeah>. a dog. <laughs> they threw him in, I guess, for like an added kill. But the kills are are solid. Particularly, um, obviously, the pitchfork kill is great, and uh, <sighs> I I even like Eric's kill. That's brutal with the fishing wire. Oh, I like great. David's in the attic. I thought that was the attic. Yeah, that was actually elevator my shaft and the head one. and. Oh, that was it was really gross. Bad. Like the use Good of practical blood effects. was really gross. Yeah. I agree. I think if they just had one more couple, it could have made it so it didn't feel so dragged out because yeah. they did do really well walking around we're killing yeah I and i hate it's one of those movies where it's like that dude what's his name eric at the, the first guy who gets killed he goes missing and then they're like oh he probably just ran off and got into something and i'm like come on like i know he's gone for like three days and they're like oh yeah yeah like oh definitely he's just catching seashells in the house anymore he's just out like yeah exactly like i hate that in movies so on i would be freaking out if one of my friends went missing and we're on a deserted island yeah for more than three hours you would be like where the fuck did they go like we need to find them right i thought thought they were fairly rational because at at first you'd be like all right he probably just went out exploring it's it's not a huge island but it's a bigger island but the way off of it that, no, that's two. true, but, but but they do eventually find his body and stuff. But, uh, but that was the end result. It should have happened sooner, I think. Maybe, but um, I'll give it a pass. The the one thing that kind of made it a little bit more worrisome sooner was the fact that they're like, well, only his bathrobe is missing. So clearly something's <laughs> up. You don't go out taking pictures and exploring the island in your bathrobe. <laughs> I will and, give it a pass, and I'll tell you why. Because these are adults. It's odd to begin with that in 1982, this is a very off-the-beaten-path type of slasher because we have adults here instead of teenagers. Now, if it were teenagers, yeah, you never know what a kid's going to do. Oh, yeah, he's off just doing something. That That's kids. But grown men and women, I just don't see it uh, being pe- them being so passe. Like if we were going out somewhere, you know, the five of us, and someone disappeared for three hours, I think that there would be a little sense of urgency uh, but you know, if if teenagers did it, it's different. You know, he's getting into something, he's getting high, he's looking for something, or you know, two people are hooking up. Or, but I just don't think adults would rationalize it, you know, so laissez-faire and just be like, oh yeah, fucking. Uh, laissez-faire. 
Ooh. You know, mm-hmm. 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 what really made the movie for me was the scenery and it was filmed in Georgia, which I was shocked. I looked it up because I thought it was filmed in an Atlantic province or somewhere like that. And I, um, I really liked how they used all the sets. I thought it was really well filmed, really well done. The music to me also made it move because I agree it was slow. But the music for each of the scenes, even at the beginning where he's getting ready in the kitchen and the music's very nice and it starts to get darker and darker as when he cuts himself. Um, <laughs> the foreboding music when he gets a yeah. shaving. That was the only yeah. thing that was like weird. I'm like, that, <laughs> like you didn't need to do that. <laughs> but it was, it was it was good. And I thought the plot followed along pretty well for an 80s film. Like I, it didn't leave too many plot holes that you can't forgive by movie magic, right? Like, um, yeah. I, I don't know if I would rewatch it multiple times because I did find it kind of slow. Uh, but Kay's eyes definitely made it for me because her reactions <laughs> were pretty pretty mint throughout it. But yeah, those were my general thoughts on it. I said I made a joke on the chat. I said if anybody gets upset with Alice lighting the lanterns and making coffee and the whole scene at the end of Friday the Thirteenth and says that that's slow, I said if they watch this movie, oh, they yeah. are going to be True. just dreading it because there is literally a lot of her just lingering around the house at the end before the big finish. And I stand corrected. I forgot when Dave started talking about the cat coming in, I'm like, I know that scene's in the movie. I forgot that that was the very last scene. So obviously it was a premonition and a dream and uh, she couldn't have lived it out, but we we were seeing it all play out within her dream. Uh, I I was saying that the movie could have. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. I just, I totally forgot that the last scene in the movie was her waking up. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. I told the cat coming in the room. Yeah, Christmas morning, I think. So yeah, it was saying, Christmas it morning. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're saying it was it was all a dream. Yeah, it but it's still a premonition. A but but still, that's why uh, uh, we don't know why we have never been explained a reason why. But yes, she has this. I like it. I like it because that's the thing. It gives you throughout. It gives you red herrings and gives you an opportunity to interpret this as a straightforward slasher, as you know, a monster film, as a psychological film, and even at the end. Even though it is a dream and a premonition, you you still don't know how it's going to play out. Is she just crazy, or is yeah. it going to actually play out as a monster film or as a slasher? I love the scene yeah. when Eric's killed and dragged out into the water. You could actually see in the distance the thing dragging it. You can't make out whether it's a person or a monster. There's just enough there to just keep you intrigued by it. I'm not saying yeah. it's amazing, and I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be much higher than than some of you guys, but. I don't know. I'm just really drawn to this film for some reason. Maybe maybe it is her. Then maybe you're right because maybe it is her because that monster is ridiculous and it was all in like Suspiria red. I kind love of it. Like I love it. Colors. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were just saying like it was a vision. She was again because it's a dream. It's just a vision yeah. of her, and she doesn't yeah. know. So I like again, I never gave this head. credit before. Kissing yeah. the severed head yeah. in the bed when she turned yeah, over oh, her to her yeah. husband, and then good. like was I was gross. waiting for her to be like, "Oh, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find yeah. out." I that was a great scene. Which explains it's, that scene a little bit more so, too. But then can a monster really, like that monster coming in and nonchalantly putting a head in? That's why you say maybe the monster is her and Brandon, I'll give you that. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe we're the monsters and the movie happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, wow. uh, Dave hates when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so mad. Dave is okay. so mad whenever I try to do a real deep dive on film. I'm kidding, Dave. You know why? Because I'm it not... takes you a bit to the whole Cannibal Holocaust ending. That's I love uh, Cannibal Holocaust is a ten oh. out of ten. This is not a ten out of ten. I won't. I won't I go there. I don't want to think about it. I don't <laughs> want it, to. It's anyway. Here's a question. I don't under. And you, you guys just might laugh at me, but at the end of the movie, right before the end, end, whatever. I mean, uh, who is that guy that all of a sudden just shows up 
Marsh. He's, he has all Mar the ring gear on. The pilot. Yeah. I thought he Crazy got killed. Pilot, the pilot. They... No, no, that was the fisherman. No, that wasn't he the fisherman. Sure Wally went... got killed. Yeah. Oh, the he looked a lot no, different. Up. Yeah. He yeah, just looked mixing. a lot. He didn't look anything like he did. If he's the pilot in the beginning, he didn't look anything like that. He had much darker hair. His his face looked fuller. He did not look like the same guy. He looked exactly the same. Because they they, <laughs> they set it up as remember. a crazy red herring. Yeah. Yeah, like I yeah I knew who it was. Or a Jerry Herring. <laughs> or Jerry Herring. And he was in it. <laughs> or, or a pickled herring. Yeah, Kay, Jerry Herring. Great job playing K, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, K's great. Okay, so anyway, that's who it was. See, I could yeah. It makes sense, but his appearance looked a lot different to me when he came in on that scene. And then if he's wet and he's coming in that room and she shoots him with a flare gun, that there had to be a flare gun, right? It was a flare yeah. gun, yes. Okay, yeah, if I yeah. shoot you with a flare gun, are what? you going to just burst into flames? <laughs> the whole room burst into flames? Well, he was wet with gasoline. Yeah, it was raining gasoline. He doused himself with gasoline before he came out. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to bring the it, movie down for us? <laughs> I'm not, but hold on. And now it makes sense, because that was my it's a dream. But now, but now if it's a dream, it makes sense. There you go. I'm gonna there you go. Point. I got to say that. That, that ending, it, it saved Flutter me. high, no problem with. This problem's about. <laughs> Uh -huh. Well, no, 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 no. These are, I'm just reading my notes. This is what I thought before the revelation of it being a dream. That's what I'm trying to say. So now, but still, I still had to read my notes because I was a little bit confused at the guy's appearance. But, you know, it was crazy. But now, now, like I said, now I've come up. But I wish there was more kills. That That's the bottom line. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, I thought it was pretty couple. fun. I mean, I just yep. thought, like, that final act when it's just she's the only one left, I got a little bit bored with that. It's like, okay, let's just move on with it when she's just in the house trying to stay awake. So I do wish there was a little bit more in that aspect. But I had more fun than I thought because I, I think I've seen people say, like, this one's not that good of a movie. And I actually, like, I would rewatch it if I'm being I, honest. Same here. Not right away, but yeah. No, Carly, what one if she was naked I... for the final act? Would that have brought it up? Like, if she was just stark naked for the end scene. I that... It goes it. up another yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. not the end scene because um, she was only ten years old. Let's be clear. What if she shot the flare right out of her fire crotch? <laughs> that would have been even more entertaining. I actually, yeah, that would. Why didn't that happen? Yeah, <laughs> I would be very. High. I, I'm picturing that in my head. That <laughs> we should do that in our movie. That should be part that of should, our movie. That's the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. The slayer. <laughs> Why the title? Was there a different title to this movie? Firecrunch? No Nightmare something, you said? Nightmare something Weekend? Here? No. Nightmare Weekend. No, 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 don't watch that. That's no? like Spookies. <laughs> don't even attempt Nightmare Weekend. I think you said Nightmare Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nightmare Beach, you said. That's it. Well, that makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, why not? No, Flair no, just sounds cooler, but it doesn't really yep. make much sense. Nightmare Island. That Nightmare be. Island. <laughs> I could like Nightmare Island. Yeah, why not? I think it's the idea that there was an entity that haunted her throughout her. Because she remembers yeah, that was Slayer. my entire life. This thing keeps coming after me. So the idea of the Slayer stalking her throughout her time. I, I liked that concept of it. That's yeah. what I took. And up to the very the last movie. scene, you don't know how it's going to end. And that's yeah, great. You don't. Then, then you mm -hmm. see the creature and then boom, it cuts to this. And it's like, it just leaves you scratching your head for a little bit. And then you think about it. And you're like, oh, wow. Uh, Stupid. Wow. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Was I the only one waiting to hear Rain of Blood and it never came? Again? I don't know what Rain of Blood is. 
the Slayer. It was a popular song by Slayer. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> metalheads out there will get it. Any, yes. Any Slayer would have been nice in this movie. During all those downtime scenes, anything, speed it up a bit, keep you awake. Looking. I'll admit, I do not mind the final girl thing at the end, the 20 minutes, even though she did do the Alice coffee-making scene, and, mm-hmm. and it was a little slow. But in retrospect, because of the revelation, I don't mind spending a, more one-on-one time with her. My she, beat was the second act and them looking for the missing people walking around. Yeah. yeah. And it was tremendously slow. That's This movie is 1.5 all the way. If you 1.5 it, it's a pretty damn good movie. That's what you need, though. <laughs> 1.5 Gotta have a good idea That's for rewatching. If yep. you're dr- if you're drunk, high on LSD, yep. 1.5 it with the sound and and picture off. It's amazing. <laughs> Dave does this all the time. He's, if you watch this movie without even putting it on, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Ten out of ten. I feel you. That second act is where the where the added kills probably would have been better. Indeed. But I'm very impressed. Every time I watch this, 1982, very early on, really well done. I think back in the day, and I could be wrong with it. I thought this was on a double, a double VHS with scalps. It was scalps and the Slayer, and none of them looked interesting to me. So I, I or neither looked interesting to me. So I never rented it, and I remember hearing really poor reviews for it. But Brandon, I'll give you credit. It looks good. I, I find it is a little slow, but I will watch this again. There's some it is, intrigue it is a, there. Yeah. The lighting and and. Well, Heather, what you said, not just with the music, but even just the setting, it yep. works. It works. There it yeah. is. Oh, there it oh. is. Spot on. Old school. Yeah. I never yeah. saw Scalps, though. I did. Uh, yeah. wasn't impressed. Yeah. No. Didn't see the uh, Slayer until... Because this this was one of those movies that was... um You couldn't nasty. get it anywhere. It was, it was a, a forgotten... Too. And it was a forgotten slasher. Yeah. Which, to me, was a big deal. So... I had this website I used to go to, and I used to get VHS rips of movies that never made it to physical outside of VHS because it wasn't even on DVD. So I actually owned this movie for years. It was one of those movies. This Edge of the Axe, which finally got a release recently as well, and there's a couple others. Mutilator, for the longest time, had no release. And this was one of those that fell in because I wanted to own every single 80s slasher. You know, I, that was yeah. my goal at one time. Nice. So, so I got this one from a VHS rip, and I got it, and I watched it. Completely forgot everything about it, and then I didn't watch it again until the year of the slasher, which at that time I was like, yeah, okay, six out of ten, good ending. But and then this is the third time I watched it, but at least I've come up on it. But you know, uh, do we have final thoughts and ratings, Watson? <laughs> Apparently, I still Watson says it all the time. Exclusive for us. No other <laughs> podcast does this. Final thoughts. F T N R. Yeah, it's F T N R on our show. See? FTNR. FTNR. FTNRs, people. <laughs> I ladies think, uh, ladies first. Ladies um, first. <laughs> just, I would probably give it a 7 out of 10. I think it's solid. For me, that's an average rating. I was entertained. I liked the uh, the ending to it. I always like looking deeper into movies, so I'm like, oh, this thing's going to haunt her for the rest of her life, as I've mentioned a couple of times before. The scenery was beautiful, breathtaking. Um, the acting was decent enough, and I thought the practical effects that were in it were decent enough as well. I enjoyed him being... Uh, Eric being dragged out to sea, I thought that was really cool as well. So a seven. I would rewatch it again, probably at a 1.5, maybe with drinks. Nice. Five. Two five. Really? 1.25 is a magic. Two five. Two five. Oh. Three five. I don't know. 1.25 is too fast. 1.25 is ideal. <laughs> 1.25. Yeah. I'll do that. 1.25. Moving forward. Yeah. You almost can't recognize it with the naked eye or the clothed eye. 
<laughs> he wrote that joke down. I did. I did. I swear. <laughs> That's the genius of this brain. That just comes to me. That's the teacher jokes coming out. <laughs> yeah, gotta have them. Dad jokes. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this movie was a first time watch for me. I didn't even know exactly that it was a slasher because when I think of a slasher, I think of someone going around killing people. And then you know this one was kind of like this woman's haunted by her mind. People are coming up missing. So I didn't real. I didn't know if it was a slasher or not. And I kind of went in completely blind on it. And yeah, I was pretty entertained by it. Um. I was happier with it than I thought I would be. Like I said, I would definitely rewatch it in the future. Um. It has flaws. I don't think it's the best movie or best slasher in the world, but um, I enjoyed the kills and uh, I thought it was well casted. So I, I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Well, I'll go next. Cause Brayden seemed to think I was going to hate this. And I remember watching this for the slasher show. And I think I gave it like a six out of 10. Watch it this time. And I enjoyed it a lot more. I will say that I won't go quite to a seven, but I'll do a Christian exclusive 6.75 out of 10. The Dave Z rating. <laughs> That's a yeah, made-up number. <laughs> yep, it is. It's the Dave We do quarter ratings, in case you forgot. So you're welcome yeah. to go up a quarter or down a quarter. The guests are never that pretentious. With the or, loan me a, or loan me a quarter. <laughs> pretentious? We don't use that yeah, word. I'm not an show. asshole, sorry. I know, I know. But people think we are pretentious for using them. I'm I, I pretentious. I wanted to go IMDb ratings and do 7.1, 7.2, 7.3. All right, Watson. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Watson did that for like a minute? He was doing the fucking seven point two. I love that guy. <laughs> love that guy. That's love that little chunk. Sorry. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Dave, are you going next? I'll go. I went up a full point, like I said, because of what Carly said. It, it, it's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. Great job, Carly. You, you <laughs> brought it. Yeah, man. It, that's awesome. Because I love when I can explain you know, inaccuracies in movies and, the, and that works. And I'm a sucker for that, that kind of an ending. So it's very cool. Just to think that she had that premonition. Imagine the mind of a 10 year old girl, however old she is having the presence of mind to have a dream that detailed and that fucked up. That, that's crazy, man. Just granted it's all fiction, but damn, it's just a Magic cool idea. Movies. But that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's what makes it even better. Is it fiction? What happens after she wakes up and she realized that dream? Does she become a nutcase? Does her premonition play out? And if it does play out, does it play out with her being a killer? Or does it play out with her manifesting some sort of monster in the night? I know what nightmares? happens. What? I know exactly what happens. She kicks the cat. The family then says, throw the cat, throws the cat out into the streets. And then one day, a lone <laughs> driver <laughs> sees it and picks it up. Boom. Life of Lucky. There you go. Life of Lucky. That was the other alternate title for this film. <laughs> you know, it's great that you came movie. up a whole point on it, but we don't know where you started or where that point actually <laughs> finished. I was about to be. You interrupted me. I was right there. You were right. I, I, was, I was a 6 out of 10 on the Slasher show. Therefore, I am a 7 out of 10 now. So, yippee. All right. You know, I'll keep it quick because uh, we should wrap this one up. But I, I said this made my, I think it was like number 49 on my list. And. We know where we started. I'm right there with you. I'm a 7 out of 10, but I really enjoy it. I just feel like I enjoy it more, but I knew we were going to all come in around the same uh, same every rating. Guy, every time. I'm sorry. What it, it's not a 9 out of 10. It's a 7 out of 10. It's a really solid 7 out of 10, a fun slash a great atmosphere. I love the open interpretations, the red herrings, the kills, all of it. Could have used a few more kills? Yes, that would have been great for, for that middle area, as Dave pointed out, but... Solid 7 out of 10. I'm glad I've owned it. I've seen it about three times. 
I'll revisit it once a year, once every two years. I'm glad it's in the collection. So, yep. so on 2B TV for anybody out there. That's where it's I watched Canadian it. edition. To be continued. <laughs> it's only on 2B. I don't think you can get it. I mean, it's out on physical, but I mean, you can't even. It, was, even, on, it was on Prime for a while because Arrow was, you know, putting a lot of their movies on, on Prime for a while. But now you have to like pay to rent it on, on Amazon. Well, it's funny. The 2B artwork is the Arrow uh, Blu-ray cover. So I'm assuming yeah. that they're doing the, they're, they're getting the rights to be able to yeah. screen them. You know why? Because they never had a physical except for the VHS. So it's been freaking 30 years since there's been any artwork for it. So anytime it's updated, you would think that a streaming company wants to make make it look better. So they, oh, let's put this new fancy artwork on it. And that just becomes what happens. So, yeah, uh, onward we go. Now we go to a classic movie, and that is going to bring us to Christine. All right. Second feature review, 1983, John Carpenter's Christine. Uh, novel written by Stephen King, screenplay written by Bill Phillips. A nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. The only misfire here, you know, with, 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 with Arnie's character, did they have to go so stereotypical nerd? Like, did it have to be that extreme? I didn't think it was that extreme after. It just looked like he took a shower, put on some nice clothes, had a little confidence, brushed his hair, and, and that's fine. He yeah, presented but himself well. Evil at the end. Yeah, yeah, but that's more. But that's the car. Dramatic. That's you know the car. You know, starting to Possession. you know. That's, mm-hmm. Exactly. But the beginning, it's like ooh, pointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garbage <laughs> breaks and everything like that. Like yeah. you must be a nerd for the garbage to break. Dude, when the garbage <laughs> broke and he's like, "Is this okay, mom?" I would have been like, "No, you little fucking shit! Look at this mess you made!" And then he's running through the puddles. It's like, you well, they nerd. are asshole parents, kinda. They yeah. are. Yep. Yeah, they, they are. are. They're the reason well, she is. Oh, uh, she's she just a pussy. I have one issue. Brandon, you mentioned this when we were on the break portion. I'm going to just kind of bring it in. You yes. said if a, one movie runs a little too long, this is one movie. One example of a movie I could say, I wish it was 10 to 20 minutes longer because we need Arnie's arc to play out better because he's geeky and then he's confident and then suddenly his girlfriend's like, he's with that girl and she just kind of is there, and then suddenly she's like, I don't trust that car. That car, Arnie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. one scene later, you're like, what the fuck? Like, they needed another one or two transition scenes. So you say they should have stuck with, like, the novel ending then? And had Arnie uh, sort of redeemed? I would like to say yes, but I, uh, since I haven't read the novel, that I would have to just... Lie. I looked up the ending. Okay. So I'll talk about that later, if, if okay, you guys so, want to hear yeah. it, so. No, I just think within the movie version that John Carpenter presented, I actually feel, and again, maybe if anybody's out there, I know that he had some studio interference with a lot of his films, which is why he went like the independent route when he got the Prince of Darkness and everything. I feel like there's studio interference here, and they probably chopped this movie down a bit to make, to make it more uh, marketable in the, the length category for what they wanted for a horror film at the time. But I swear it could have used another 10, 15 minutes at least just to build on that. First, first time, I usually go the other route and say if they just trimmed that out, that would have been great. And now I wanted more. I feel like he goes from being dorky yeah. to like cool way too fast. It's like he's like a nerd, then he gets the car, then the next scene, it's like he's not wearing glasses. And it's like, oh, that's it. It's like yeah. she's all that where they like take out. <laughs> her that's what it reminds me of. And now he's a badass. I think you make a good point, though. The relationship never develops. We see them making out by the car. The guy misses the catch. And then all of a sudden she's in the car and she's like, I don't like this car. 
we yeah. can't have sex in it. Like yeah. there's no like in there between of them. They needed something right? else, and that's that's my only fault. Like really, the only fault of the movie, in my yeah. opinion. I love the sh- I love the score. I always I've said that this kind of reminds me of. Like you could almost tell he was working on like Halloween three and this at the same yeah, it's time. Like the same thing. Yeah. Aren't some of those shots like on the same right. street when they're running? Like it, it looked, looked like, like it looked like it could have been yeah, Halloween three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the opening is Haddonfield. Do you know that? Oh, and you no, can t- I totally see it. I didn't it. know that, but some of it, some of the scenes I saw Ooh. reminded me. I was like, "This is Halloween. This is Halloween 3. I'm like, it felt oh. a little. The music felt a little assault on Precinct 13. And sometimes. All great Carpenter touches, of course. A hundred percent. It was the same year of ha- Halloween three with the soundtrack with, yeah. with uh, Carpenter and Alan Holworth, and two amazing soundtracks. And the opening shot of of what's his name? Um, shit. When he's driving the car, not Arnie. What's his buddy's name? <laughs> I should know it. Dennis. Okay. When they have the transition of Dennis driving to school to pick up. Arnie uh, on the first day. I every time I see it, I automatically think of Haddonfield. It looks just like I think it's the same street and everything. It's crazy. It's a lot more green, for sure. But I, I'm pretty sure it was shot in the same uh, California Area? streets. It's yeah. not. It's not Dean Cundy, the the cinematographer, because I, no. I just double checked that because I almost thought because there were so sim- many similarities that it might have been, but it wasn't. No, but I was agree, doing, Jay. Uh, Halloween three at the time, like Carpenter, although, but then again, Carpenter was there for both of them. Oh, no, wait, Carpenter did not direct Halloween three. So no. So that's why he was. Yeah. Okay. So I think they were shooting Halloween three, probably around the same time. They came out the same year. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're right you know, there. You know, made me laugh. The, the first guy on the assembly line when Christine's coming down and the thing closes. Why? How much? No, not not only that. Not forget why. Like, yeah, she's a lady. She doesn't want to be touched by this guy's greasy hands. But <laughs> did you see how much gauze he had wrapped around his hands? Oh, yeah. It was like a whole. Yeah, he had like, like a bear claw of like gauze. It was like a naked gun sketch almost. Like you look like exactly. a huge dude <laughs> But I, I kind of liked it, though. You know, the other guy disrespects her by, you know, flicking his ash on the scene. Yeah. I, I kind of like put it. up with that shit. Exactly. You you're, you're gonna treat yeah. me like a lady. I like how they got always... George Thorogood in here. I love Bad to the Bone. Yeah. It's a great song. Great. Yeah. What great an stuff. excellent opening, right? Like but, man. That's what I always was just about to say that, Heather. Perfect. Yeah. I was gonna say I always think it opens with that song, but it actually opens with the revving of yeah. the that's car. That's true. Yeah. Right. And I always I always forget that. And I actually don't know if it was needed. It works, but I, I would think it would have been awesome if it just kicked in with Bad to the Bone. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Again, yeah. minor nitpick. Soundtrack's amazing. I mean, between the, mm-hmm. the score and all the songs they use in this. Oh, boy. I mean, it's there's just, a whole lot. Yeah. yeah the songs really represent, like, there's one part where he gets into Christine after he's had that fight with his girlfriend. And Dion and the Belmonts, I Wonder Why plays. And I looked up all the songs. And this one was from 1958. And it was about a man who couldn't figure out why he loved his girlfriend so much. But was just obsessed with her. And I thought, nice. what a perfect moment to insert that song. Wow. Because I love the soundtrack. I think it's great that the car was like a 1957 that they made into a 1958-looking like car. And then they pulled all those 50 songs from the – or the songs from the 50s, and especially that one from actually 1958. I don't know if they did that purposely, but I thought that was a really cool time. They did. Yeah. Yeah, great attention They did, and that was my discovery. That's what I was telling you guys about in chat. That was my discovery that I never noticed all these years because – I randomly looked up one song, mostly because 
you know that one song, um, little bitty pretty one, little bitty yeah. pretty one. Yep. Okay. The beginning when it goes. I love that shot. I love that more. kill. Dude, that whole scene is good. I always said if I was ever gonna kill somebody in my car, I'd be I would start off by playing that song. That that's how I much always I say he always says that. Oh, yeah. how often I've said it for years. I've said it for years. If I was gonna song driving, to use just to creep up, it's a perfect song to creep up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get to notice him. So I looked the song up. Just I wanted to know what it was called because I forgot the title. So I did this. No, I looked it up. Frankie Lyman, released 1958. As soon as I saw that, ah. it got me thinking. This car was manufactured in, released in 58, manufactured in 57. Yeah. Oh, oh, pardon yeah. me. Yeah, oh, oh, right. wait, hold on. Or was it no, 57 it was, and they made no. it up to look like a 58? Was that the situation? It was a 58, but okay. it was released in 57 because because George himself, LeBay, when they went to see him, says they roll out the new ones in September. So it was a 58, but it was released September 57 because they come out a few months early, new cars. At least that's how it was at that time. So basically, I see that, that it says 58. Then I go down the rabbit hole, and I, I think about all the songs in the movie, and I go, keep a knocking by, by Little Richard. Little Richard, Richard yep. Um, what, what year was that? Hold on. I had, every, I had every Keep single one. You won't get in that one. That was awesome too. Yeah. Keep on looking, but you can't come in. Okay. That was released <laughs> I just wanted to sing because everybody loves it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just sing it, was all. Released, you bring up. it was released in 57. Then not fade away, buddy Holly, you know, 1957, November 1st. Wait, so every song good? they used, we belong together, a 1958 American rhythm and blues set by Robert and Johnny. Every song. It was 57 or 58. Pledging My Love by Johnny Ace was the only one that was not. It was 19. 19- and George Thorogood. Well, and the Destroyers. True. Bad to the bone, right? right? But that I was, mean songs yeah. that Christine herself played. Yes, yes, yes. Anything that Christine played was purposely done in 57. I had to yeah. have been. Why would they yeah. choose those exact years? And there's more examples that was going on. That one dropped the ball. Pledging My Love. Although it's, again, they always chose the perfect song to play for yeah. the situation at hand. So yes. I under, pledging my love is a great song because it was, it was, it was the scene where he gets into the fight um, w- w- with the girl and then he leaves and he ate the, he and she wouldn't start. He's like, come on, because everything everything's the way it was. And then she starts up and she's happy and she's singing, "I'm pledging my love to you." It's I love those little, you know, oh man, I don't want to blow this. The, too those much. era, like that. That is good stuff. That was the revelation yeah. that you realized that they're all from back then. They were all from the same year. Like they were the first four songs I looked all said 57. Then I saw a couple that said 58, but I'm like, what, how smart of them to go just to that time period and just use those exact songs. Even at the end, rock and roll is here to stay, which is the one that was playing on the radio. Um, 1958. So the detail they, that they went through just to make sure it was just that time. I thought was brilliant. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I felt like they were probably all around the same time. I'm glad you and Heather looked up all this stuff and (laughs) I did it because no, because it's good to know for a fact, but like great detail. Yeah, we expected that. (laughs) No, but it's awesome because that's when Christine's born. That's, you know, in the novel when she falls in love with um, George. Is it George? George George is the brother. Roland. 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 Roland yeah. and uh, so when he when she falls in love with Roland, 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 Roland. yeah, so it, you know it makes sense that that would be the soundtrack to their love. And then you know when he's dead, you know she sort of dies too until she uh, meets right. uh, the next person who looks at her the way uh, Roland did. 
mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it really cool. <laughs> really, really well done. It's great, and it's it's a possession. And basically, what you see with the Arnie character is the way he's dressing in the second half of the film after he takes off the glasses and everything else. And it, it, it progresses more and more. He looks like a person from 1958. Yeah, he looks like a greaser. Uh, he like, looks like a greaser. Yeah. 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 He's from Greece. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, in the novel, he, it's really possession by by Roland's character more so True. than Christine. So that's why it's taken on that that time frame, I guess. But, uh, right. but it, it makes he, sense either way. They didn't have time to do that, and it's too bad because they could have added that. Adding Roland in the back seat, talking to him, was a whole other thing that they did in the book. It would have yeah. taken up too much time. I, I like the idea that I think we're all seeing, where it would have been just normal. It would have been better to see the progression. Like there, there was a cut scene where, in the granted, it's just one scene, but it's one extra time where Arnie goes to the hospital to visit Dennis after the after the accident, mm. because that's the first time you see Arnie changed. Like you see him really quick when he's making out with the girl, but then the next time you see him, it's it's in the uh, it's in the hospital when he's visiting Dennis. And he looks all different, but it's like, and they show the dates. They try to do it. I think one says like November. They have like yeah, it's like a two from months Halloween later. Halloween to Christmas yeah. to yeah. They, so it, it does make sense, but the thing is, it literally you know one scene ends and then the next scene starts and it's two months later. Where yeah. it would have been nicer to see progression on film uh, spending more time so I, I i agree with everybody there but I love, that's like the only nitpick for me i love the dialogue with his parents when he first buys the car and he comes back and it's the first time he fights with his parents and then he gets aggressively more verbally violent with his parents to the point where he chokes his father oh my god that's right <laughs> and, it, and it builds, it builds right as he's going through this oh. like with this relationship with this car you start <laughs> to see it right at the beginning and his buddy starts to see it too dennis starts to see it and dennis is beginning to realize like he just won't stop talking about this car like i thought the whole development of his character was great through the dialogue with his mom and dad and with dennis i thought that was really well done when he chokes his father i, I just the, the way his father reacts like yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yeah, it's a little silly oh, for sure, dramatic. but the action of it is what is supposed to be intense. By yeah, I would have broken Arnie in half. <laughs> a whooping would have happened. You would think. How about that Keep groin grab? Off, How about that groin grab in the fight? Yeah. What a like, wacky yeah. way. How do you like yeah. that, dick face? And then boom. Yeah, I wrote that line down. Anything dick face, fuck dick face, <laughs> I love it. It's just so blunt. Dude, who How fights like that? Like that? Face? And how about the, the guy from Ghostbusters? Yeah. Who gets shocked, even though he predicts all the Dude from things. Ghostbusters. Kelly dude Preston. Dude from Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, Stuart Charno. And a dude Kelly that looks Pre- like he's uh, John Travolta. Dude, yeah. that guy, <laughs> yep. that guy looks like he's 45 years old and he's yeah. in high school. And, also Kelly, and guess what? Kelly Preston. He's only two years older than everybody. He's only two years older than the other yeah. two. Life's been yeah. hard for him. And Kelly, and right? Kelly Preston. <laughs> Kelly Preston. John Travolta's wife is the hot yeah. blonde who they introduce and never do anything with her. Yeah, I never got that. I thought there was going to be more developed with that character, but there really yeah. wasn't. Just for jealousy of Dennis not being interested in her. I would have been. I would have gone for her over Lee. Yeah. Mm, not me. Well, who would put out? That's the question, right? In that, in that time, that's who you're going to go for. KP. All the it way. looks like yeah. It looks like KP would be the one, but I, don't right. know, I think that this girl. I think that Lee was just a knockout. My God, she is the body of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> she's smart and she has the body smart. of a slut <laughs> so yeah. in the 80s what you could say we're maybe but not ugly 
There's great dialogue in this movie. And speaking of dialogue, the only reason this movie was rated R, they added all the F-bombs and things like that. They even added extra F-bombs just to make sure of it. Well, what's the name is yelling? I'll make you I'll make you wish you were never fucking born. And when he's yelling at the teacher, and just for no reason at the end of the sentence, he goes, fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. they, just, they just made it Because there's no gore. No, yeah, they had, no, really. They wanted the R rating. Usually it's the other way around. They're trying to cut things out to, so they can get an R. This movie had to add stuff to achieve an R rating because they That's wanted interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I don't know. I, I somehow, I, I'm thinking about this. When you're saying Arnie's arc being developed more, I'm thinking about how it ultimately plays out and ends. I don't know. I, I'm kind of okay with it. I think it's really, it's certainly more tragic than the novel has because in the novel he does get redemption. The actual, end is fine. It's the yeah. getting there. No, it's I think, the, it, I think it's, it's still okay. I think growth. it's still okay because it's sort they of like him alienating and losing mm-hmm. every relationship he has. And you you get it with the, with the jump in times, I think. You get it enough that he's alienated himself, that he chooses the car over Lee, that he chooses the car over Dennis, that he chooses it over his parents, and that ultimately, you know, he's, you know it's a tragic... Obviously, they agreed with you because that's how they presented the movie. However, watching it, I I feel like there's two missing sequences, maybe. Like I said, however long that would actually play out, probably more like in the five to ten minute range, Mm would have just helped my believability of that. As much as I enjoy the characters and I enjoy this movie, for me... You know, this is it's I haven't seen this one as much as other people have. And, you know, this is I don't know why this is just one Carpenter film. I haven't seen a ton of times. So this might have been only my second or third time seeing it. And it's been a long wow. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know this me, movie so well. B, not, I may have seen this movie about 30, 40 times in my really? life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I honestly want to say it, it's probably my second time seeing it. Literally, that's wow. that's how little wow. I've seen it. But for me, the the star of this movie and you know what steals this movie is Christine herself. Yes. Oh. Hands down. Yeah. The, the effects, effects of her too, but I, back together they, for the time. Oh my amazing. god, that's fantastic! Uh, but they, they, she really takes on a personality, which is hard to say for a car. Yeah, well, the not actors just a interacting. Right? Car flick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, don't know. Cool. I really like this. I like this movie a lot. Um, I think it's a Carpenter flick that not everyone really talks about as much as, like, say, you know, obviously The Thing, Halloween, and The Fog. I feel like those are the main three I always hear. And this is one I've always liked. I've seen it not a ton of times, but, you know, more than Brandon. I've seen it a few times. I don't know how many. I used to watch it on TV a lot growing up. But um, I really dig it. I like the progression. Um, I agree. I think that Arnie's character could have, it could have been played out a little bit better with that, especially because the movie is almost two hours long. You would think it feels rushed in a way with that stuff. But um, yeah, I I just really dig this. Um, I love Christine whenever the lights come on and it does that like pew noise. That's, that's like the Halloween three. That's what I get. Yeah. That reminds me so much of Halloween, but yeah, I just really like it. They do a good job of not making it a cheesy killer car flick it's really just about the you know one arnie's progression and two like the car is actually very menacing and comes off as evil so um yeah this is that show me scene that oh Show oh. me, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, very sensual music when she when she regenerates. Because he's like, show me. It's almost like asking, you know, someone to disrobe. But yeah. in fact, yeah. it's the opposite here. Imagine you if he said I mean? that instead. 
Christine, Do it up. this robe. <laughs> Take it off. You know? <laughs> she was wearing uh, David's robe from the Slayer. That he went out to take pictures of. <laughs> yeah, I can always ta- I can always make a theme among the three movies. You know what? I, uh, Getting back to what Carly said about this being not mentioned all the time with Carpenter, I think uh, the reputation of this movie is I think people look at it more as a Stephen King vehicle, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, than, <laughs> than a Carpenter. A it's, it's almost like Cronenberg. <laughs> Cronenberg did, um, what do you call it? Uh, the Dead Zone. But no one ever talks about the Dead Zone being a Cronenberg movie. They say Stephen King, Dead Zone. It's just I, one I of those things. I always say it's my favorite Cronenberg film. But well, that's fine, though. That, this, that's what makes I it actually funny. like this better than The Fog, but Carly's right. Me the too. Fog okay. is usually oh. held in higher yeah. regard. But I don't like The Fog is, that much at all, honestly. Th- this one has more of its thumbprint, I think. Mm-hmm. Of Carpenter? That, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, for sure. Just comparatively yes. to Halloween and the Thing, it just, the same sort of cinematography, how he fills the frame. Um, the car is menacing, but awesome, and like you said, has a personality. I love how the you know how I always make mention of for Jason Voorhees or for Michael Myers for that matter, they'll net out the eyes. They'll put like you know black stocking there so you can't see the eyes uh, to make awesome. it creepier. They black out the the windows here, like they do. They like net the windows here, so it's just. So that they can have it look like it's driving by itself, of course. Yeah, but awesome. I thought that was always kind of cool as well. And that's another thing with Arnie's progression. I th- I think you could pretty well take away that that throughout the film, as Christine is killing, that Arnie is not with her no, until the very no. end. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. An- another thing, it's it's subtle. I- I'm not. I'm really not trying to like argue your point. I- of course, you know, more character development is is always good, especially. If you're making a two-hour movie, might as well throw in a few extra scenes. But, but I'm just saying, I, I like that, you know, the subtlety of the character development. The time jumps are a little weird because they're just random dates. It goes like October right. 9th, October, you know, 27th, and it goes like November 28th. It just jumps all over the place. But uh, has anybody read the book? Is this a book or a short story? I'm assuming a full book. It's a the book. novel. I, yeah. I have Multiple. owned the book for like years, but I still have not read it because it is so long and I'm bad at reading nowadays. But I do own it. So I just never read it. I just want so to see can't help the, there. Book, yeah. the book focuses more on um, Roland's possession of Arnie rather than it being Christine. It being more Roland that possessed the car. Oh. Him choosing the car over his family. And that's, you know, ultimately why his family dies. You know, the daughter and the... Uh, the wife, you know, choking and, and asphyxiating in the car and stuff like that. And it, it gives an opportunity for Arnie's character to to do something in the end of the novel to sort of redeem his character, which which is nice. I don't I don't know which one I prefer, I you know, but uh, I think Christian would probably prefer if they if they played the novelization out in the film, because then you get obviously a, a much, much longer arc with Arnie. But, it's but I don't so, like the Roland uh, aspect. Yeah, I, like where they I went with don't the script. That's, that's the thing. It's yeah. straight up possession, supernatural, whereas here it's, you know, it, it still is, you know, supernatural, but it's, you know, we don't really understand the extent of, of why Christine is, you know, comes off the assembly line evil. When I was reading about well, it, okay it talked about yeah. how it was developed with the obsession of motor cars. So in America, the, the, the development in obsession of motor cars, and I really think it talks about obsession well, especially with Roland's character, his wife dying, his kid dying, the car leaves because his brother makes him get rid of it. The car comes back again three weeks later. Everything, everything, That's everything. Because cool. when you are That's obsessed cool. with something, mm-hmm. you can't live without it. 
you will sacrifice everything for that. And I thought that that was a good underlining theme um, that existed throughout that movie and was well portrayed. Forgot about that. Absolutely. Three weeks later, came back. That's, yeah. That, yeah. That, that got me. When that was, Those was like, secondary oh, characters are great. We haven't really talked about them before. Uh, <laughs> Same Darnell. guy from Home Alone, actually. And the gentleman Alone. that was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah him too. Yeah. Oh, God. It's not a great Ezra, line. Ezra, Ezra from uh, Deranged. Ezra Cobb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is him. Yeah. Their dialogue from both of those characters are f- is fantastic. In the it's film. great. Nobody beats Darnell. Darnell is oh. motherfucking <laughs> But don't think bold. about it too long. I'll throw you yeah, on your fucking you ass. Yeah. Oh, great. Think of, someone offers you a job. You're like, yeah, I'll take it. He dated yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, he dated I'll, Mrs. Doubtfire. I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I might even throw in a few parts. And he goes to the whole yeah. thing. And says, yeah, I'll think, don't think about it too long. I'll throw out in your fucking ass. Oh, <laughs> love dude. it. I, I love him. Everything out of his mouth is gold. Every fucking thing that comes out of Darnell's mouth is top of the line. I I love him. You buy into yeah. him. It's his expressions yes. when he's having that dialogue, and he's like, oh, yeah? Well, fuck you, kid. Like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And his so death good. is horrifying. I don't yeah. like His death really bothered me. Yeah. Tony Maroney? Yeah. I wish, yeah. I wish there was a little bit more to it almost. Like it, it's it works, but I just wish there's a little bit more. And I think it's weird that Carpenter, after the thing, went so PG almost with the way that he presented the deaths in this, comparatively, because the thing is so visceral, like in the sense of like mm-hmm. the defibrillator sequence and everything else. Yeah. But and the thing it, was it, a it bomb, was, though, right? The thing was a flop. And so was this, wasn't it, at the time? Oh, no, well, I think it did okay. I think it doubled its budget, so. Uh, then I don't know. I don't actually know the numbers. I just, I'm going by memory. I think it was a nine million budget right. and it made like 21 million. Uh, so that it wasn't horrible. No. Yeah. It's, at the time, that would have been fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did just fine. Stephen King, everything he was putting out at that time was still pretty hot. It's kind of like it is now, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Now, it's hot. Like, everybody's trying like, to get a piece of anything, Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it was then. This was like his fourth yeah. or fifth uh, adaptation, uh, adaptation, I think. And he was still hot, and he had all these great directors doing his things, you know? No, girls, oh, I, tell me if you – I can't remember the line, so help me out with this. He says, uh, there's nothing that smells as good as that – like, uh, nothing that smells as good as new car except for the smell of what? What was it again? Oh, pussy. Pussy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's li- that movie, all, I always remember that line in this movie. Except maybe yeah. pussy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he says it again. Except maybe pussy. It's like, except maybe yeah. pussy. But he does, he does that, that little eye look, too, like, did I fed you? it's great oh and then arnie says it again later when he's driving there is nothing like being behind the wheel of your automobile except maybe for pussy that dude that whole scene is also fucking great death to the shitters of the world of 1979 yeah. he's on a whole other level he's letting he goes no one cares oh, <laughs> well, that was new year's <laughs> eve He's on a whole other. And I like that they make the friend likable. His friend is a yeah. little bit more popular because he's a jock, yeah. but he's not an asshole. No, he's and, not. And that's they've got the bullies, but they they actually keep that friendship, and that that's something that wasn't actually. Dennis is too good to part. Arnie. Once his mo- yes. once Arnie's mother starts yelling at Dennis at the beginning, I've been like, "F oh. you, bitch! Your son's a nerd. <laughs> I'm out of here." <laughs> no one's mom mm-hmm. is gonna like yell at me besides my mom. <laughs> He wants to get away. Right. He's thinking about him. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is. Was a, he was he a good care. friend. He was a good yeah. friend. He cared. And he was invested. Now, who was Arnie's mom? Who was that actress? 
Oh, I checked her out. Uh, she, well, she's she was in a, a bunch of things. There was something I I, I know her from something. Now, of yeah. course, I didn't write it down. Christine Belford. She yeah. was she was in a television show. She looks so yeah, familiar. Think... Was she in the Parents? She wasn't in the Parents, right? She didn't play. No, the... it wasn't the that... Parents. But you're okay. right. There's some other movie that. Uh... Oh, she was a voice on the Wild Thornberries. I knew she was a voice actress. I was going to say, I think she did a lot of voice acting. Yeah, I was actually joking, but that she, that's true. But that's not what I was like. I'm like, that's not where I know her from, but okay. <laughs> I think that I think that she did a lot of voices, though. I could be mistaken. I'm going by memory. It doesn't but... look like she did much. Lots of did one it... episodes of a TV show. Yeah, lots of television. Okay. What was the Ladies Club. Club. Ladies Club. The Ladies okay. Club was actually, a, if I remember correctly, a rape revenge film. Mm-hmm. Similar to like Miss 45 and... Uh, not not quite as like a spit on your grave, but something along the lines of that. But yeah, those none of those are what I'm thinking of either, to be honest. Heather. She just looks so familiar. I don't know. She yes. just looks like another actress. But I'm she looks at like her. A, a mother in a long running like a sitcom or some yeah. other show from back in the day. I think yes. she looks like somebody, yeah. and she's like a doppelganger in a way. She's a doppelganger. Just, that's what it is. She's a I tethered. She's tethered, she's tethered to someone else. Here we go. <laughs> Next us, us two. <laughs> <laughs> Us too, Arnie's mom. <laughs> no, that's noise pollution. What you're doing? <laughs> oh my god, I would've been like, "Fuck you and fuck Arnie." But you just stop not liking her. So when you see Arnie kind of push back, you're proud of him. You're like, "Yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. You buy that car. That's right. Yeah. You do that." Right? But it's then he was an asshole. Yes. But then he becomes an asshole. But at first, you're like, "Yeah, you tell her." Well, she <laughs> had it coming. Yeah, yeah. was the nice? kid. No, let let him park the car in the driveway. And when yeah. he said that's right, he goes, you know, it's your fault. He goes, if you let me park the car in your precious driveway, this wouldn't happen. You know, granted, he took it a little too far, especially with his father. But I mean, you know, and you know, he's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want another car. I mean, you shouldn't talk that way to your mother. But if if they weren't so uptight about it, I mean, yeah. the kid is actually mm-hmm. working for something. He's showing yeah. initiative. He's getting. He's good with his hands. This guy that he just started working for at this garage is giving him these jobs. He, he's making money. Granted, every bit of money that he makes is going right into Christine, but he's still a high school kid. Yep. He, I, you, you get the impression that he gets good grades. He has this yep. nice, this nice popular uh, pretty girlfriend and this yep. nice car. You think he's going in the right direction. Why are you busting his balls? I mean, I, I'd be... Some I'd parents be really are like that in real life. When I heard him talking about uh, being sure. in the chess club and stuff, it reminded me of being at work. I can't tell you how many kids come in and they have done things their whole life and took it and gone to school because that's what their parents want. I'm like, holy shit, am I watching like work time now? Because that whole rant he does it. I joined the chess club. I did this. I did this to make you happy. And now I'm doing this for me when he it's buys not a marching band. Right. Even it, the parents yeah. didn't want him joining marching. It's not even like his cho- his other options were so extreme. <laughs> no, that's how that's how oppressed he was by his parents. They really yeah. were kind of assholes. And but yeah. it was mainly the mother. But when he yeah. chokes that father, I still can't get that. I don't know. It's just, and then when he when he slaps him on the cheek, it's just like, are you kidding me, Dad? Like, I love break it. him in half right now. I love well, that scene though, because it shows like power. It's more. It's more than just a physical thing. It's like a a mental thing too. The fact that it happened, it's just it just shows that there's something supernatural. Physically, in, in it looks yeah. very slapsticky. He's like. Rrr! <laughs> like very three six, huh? uh, wow i never thought of it that way i've always loved it but i guess i feel like i need to rewatch the way he does yeah. it yeah the way my mother's like, i swear, <laughs> I swear i just saw a post for uh 
that the Christine car is for sale. I was trying to look for it while we were talking here. You think you're buying but, it? Well, no, because the <laughs> one that was like it, uh, a Plymouth Fury 1958, sold uh, in Scottsdale 2015 auction for $198,000. That's American. Imagine in Canadian, Kristen. Yes. <laughs> That's like $40 million Canadian. <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> How could you even know if it's the real card? Didn't they use like 14 or 15 cards? You're just saying it looks like, or it, oh, it's, okay. they're calling it Christine. That's you know, the, the one, one guy, the one guy married the car. He he, he bought one of them and he, he married it, like legally, somehow. Was, and he was I, going to that, conventions with was it. Right? That's, that's uh-huh. why people it question people who like horror. I know, because the guy sticks his dick in a tailpipe. Oh, I know, yeah. I don't blame him. Right. Well, he never has to worry about consent, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Rape in his car left and right. (laughs) It was last month, January 2020. uh, And it's expected to hit upwards of 500,000 before closing. I knew it was sometime recent. Yeah. That's insane. Now, let me get to that opening scene. Why? There's only one red car. Scene. Yeah. There's only one one red red. car (laughs) on the lot. Right? Nobody messes with any other car. For no reason, the guy lifts up the hood to Christine. Why would he do that? Why is there one red red car? Red is sexy. Because she calls to him. That's why. And then why did that guy, if this is your job, you're really going to go and sit in, in in a car that's on an assembly line with a cigar in your mouth? I like how he dies with the the cigar still in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He falls out of the car. Still hanging out of his mouth. It's brand new. So you're going to sell this thing when, when someone smoked a cigar in it. Good luck I, on that. I man. think they smoked everywhere in the 50s. There was no limits. So yeah, that doesn't really surprise In the 80s. I love old movies for that. <laughs> you were talking about the point. teacher's lounge earlier yeah. when we were pre-gaming. I remember walking into the teacher's lounge when I was in elementary school. It was a cloud of smoke. They yeah. just sit in there smoking. It was a totally different time. And that was in the 80s. True. Before you were born, Carly. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, the, the days, the days. And how come Arnie, who has never been laid, is so uptight about hooking up with a sophomore when he's a senior? He acted like it was a, a kindergartner. She's a sophomore! I'm like, what the fuck? And, and I, I don't know how you guys were in high school, but to me it was almost a rite of passage for, for senior guys to mess around with sophomore and freshman girls. Yeah, Am I, I always like here? to yeah. sign senior guys on my list that I just went through. That's true. <laughs> 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 I don't think two years is a big deal in high school. No, I don't think uh, don't a two-year so, no. age gap is a big deal. I think it's just a typical male response. Yeah, I think he I, was just trying to be over-the-top nerdy. I don't know. What would you say, Carly? I was always, like, the older one, like, going for, like, the younger girls and high... Or the younger boys. <laughs> we know. Oh, At least oh, we oh, know no, that, Carly. No, <laughs> no, it's no. It's no, fashion. It's okay. Yeah, it's fashion. <laughs> <But> <laughs> It was a big deal for the boys to like date like the older girls back in my high school. So yeah, that's a big deal too. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I, I think it's yeah. like either way, either way, it's like cool because it's like oh, it's an older, it's a senior. Whoa, it's crazy. That Barney just, just has this personality that he's entitled to more, even when he's nerdy, mm-hmm. which is crazy. yeah, yeah, which is, which is stereotypical. I mean, come on, guys do it all the time. They do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. really do. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Do what? Especially when it comes to when it comes to women, when it comes to getting laid, you know, they always, you know, think they're entitled to better looking women than, you know, their class. They think they're yeah, a nine and ten, so they're really a three, and they're just yeah. <laughs> they put too uh, much stock in their dick size. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah, 
Well, sometimes it does hurt. Let me take that back. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What kind of stock are you putting in it? Chicken stock? <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Lipton's. <laughs> Campbell's would have probably been a better joke for the Americans. I got, I got Lipton's, though. <laughs> How about when the guy's putting the Heimlich on that on that girl? Doesn't it look like they're they're, they're having an orgasm. It's the oh, most yeah. sexual. At the at the end, they're like, oh, oh. you know what? I, think- I almost I almost <laughs> felt like they did that intentionally because we're seeing it from so. Arnie's perspective. That's like but yeah, it off. does. It looks ridiculous. Like take your goddamn hands off of her. He gets so mad. <laughs> I love the way she lights up though, Christine. Like that. That's really cool. Yeah. That choke scene was great. Oh, it is great. Man. I'm talking about when the father gets choked. (laughs) 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 No, that is great. The car scene. That scared me. I remember, I think they showed that idea in a trailer or as like a TV sneak peek. So when I was young, that would pop up on the TV. And I remember that scared me. Just seeing the light illuminate from inside like the the dashboard of the car. Very bright. Very (laughs) bright. Yeah, like Brandon's uh, computer used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit. Oh, Next week, I'll be choking again. <laughs> Imagine if Brandon did that to his father if he walked in the room. Right yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad! Oh. It, would, it would be comical just because it was Brandon. There's no question about it. It, it would definitely be comedy. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that in the movie. Can you tell? <laughs> Oh, shit. Write it in. Oh, Put it down, Christian. I will say there's a very sad scene. It really sucks because they're walking into the. Uh, it was right the night after the um, the incident at the drive-in, and he he goes back in and he stops in uh, to Darnell's and he's and he's with Lee Arnie and um he says I I, I got to go in and you know it's when he sees the car is trash I got to get my wallet and they're so happy he's walking in everything's cool he's like we should apply at the same colleges next year. They look so genuinely happy. Everything's going great. And then as soon as he sees the car is destroyed and his reaction, and then he comes over and says, don't touch me, shitter. Everything changes, man. And it's genuinely sad to me that, that, that because that's possession. That's like he's right there trying to turn the corner in his life and go from, you know, zero to hero. And then just because that happens, the downward spiral just begins, you know. I see it. Now that's yeah. possession. <laughs> <laughs> So here's a thought. Now that you mentioned that, Dave, do we so we know that Christine can fix herself. So do we think that she waited for Arnie to see that? So he would then take his attention away from Lee and put it back on her? Oh yeah. One hundred. Yeah? One hundred. Yep. Because Lee survived and she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Typical woman in horror. Okay. <laughs> 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 but maybe that's why, because she was supposed to kill him. Part of me, she was supposed to kill her. It was unsuccessful because of the, the orgasming Heimlich. And, <laughs> you know, here we are. She's like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> she was probably glad that um that Buddy and them came in and did what they did. You know? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage, you know? Yeah. Can I just add, like, were bullies really like this back in, your, like, the 80s and yes. stuff? Did bullies really, like, pull knives on you and destroy yeah. your stuff? And, like, because it's just so overdramatic to me, and that never really happened in my life. Like, people would make oh, fun of people. Slash your yogurt? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much all that. Like, I think it's, it, it's definitely stereotypes, but I think it was yeah. honestly pretty brutal back in the day. 
Really? I think it's more brutal today. It's more brutal today in with the like long online. run because with social media, because you can't yeah, get that's... away with it. Where back then you could leave school, you go home, you're in the safety of, you know, a safe mm-hmm. space, whereas now you can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah well, I disagree. Actually. But, uh, no, think, it's it's much worse today. If if no, somebody now you you bring yourself to that by going on social media. Back in the day, you had to fucking be fearful when you're getting out of school and then getting to the and then then getting to your house and then it's finally over because you're afraid of physical harm. You're afraid of a bully fucking fucking physical harm you, you can you. deal with. Physical harm you can recover with. Emotional harm, that's forever. I agree. Yeah, but there, I agree. I, but there's still emotional harm. Our, I, I get tender, you, Dave. Tender thoughts are exploding. Yeah, thoughts. yeah, I almost <laughs> teared up. I don't... Final thought. Yeah, but there's emotional <laughs> harm. by Tangeray. <laughs> there's emotional harm in the fear of what leads up to it. They're still picking on you. They're still calling you names. They're still saying, I'm going to kick your ass if I see you after school. So you still have to run that through your head. Well, how come they're picking on me? You're still fucked up. You're still called the same names that you're called online, except it's done in person. And then on top of it, you have to feel, you have to be worried about getting your ass kicked and not only getting your ass kicked, getting your ass kicked in front of your classmates. I'm sorry. It was worse back then. That's how I see it. But yeah, because, like, know. in my time, it's, like, that people would fight, but it was usually, like, two friends who, like, had a draw- a beef or something. They would just fight each other in the lunchroom. It was never, like, a dorky kid getting, like, pummeled by the lockers or anything like that. So, I mean. I, I had it from, I was bullied at one point, and I did bullying. So, I've seen it from both, oh. both ends. <laughs> yeah, but it was, I was bullied in, in like, grammar school. Yeah. Because I, I, was, I was really small and real skinny. Just really spastic, ADHD, but like on another level, just could not sit still and fucking. So I was all. (laughs) (laughs) Grammar school. What is grammar school? Is that preschool? I think it's no. It's elementary. 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 My Mr. Watson. (laughs) You little chunk. (laughs) That's what it was. And I was a spaz, man. I was always trying to talk, and and, and I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. And I deserved it because I, I, I was always butting in and didn't know how to talk to girls the, and all the, the other psycholo- stuff. The psychological uh, bullying aspect right there. I deserved it. No, yeah. you didn't. For acting the way I did. Yes, I did. I no, was you absolutely kid. did no, not. People are just cruel, and you just yeah. accept the fact that you think you deserved it. See, no, because everyone else around. No, no, no. Everybody around was normal and cool, and I was fucking the asshole trying to get attention on myself all the time. No, I, I deserved it for fucking trying to be the center of attention when I wasn't even funny. No, I'm sorry. That's the way I look. But I changed. I got older, that's and then yeah, I was gonna say, what's your excuse now? Because you're not. Funny. <laughs> I'm not a dork now. I know. I know. I know when to speak and when not to speak, and and and, and, and what I can joke about. <laughs> Oh man, there's Keep some bullying the going on here. I'm kidding, it's a joke. <laughs> Comedy gold. Comedy gold. I'm just, just like Watson. Darnell. <laughs> yeah, Watson. Watson's gonna be mad at me. I love Watson though. I love Watson. I I don't like when he's mad at me. I'll keep the mouth shut, Stop and he won't be mad at you. All I called him was a tiny chunk. Because Heather yeah. said she liked to listen to a small chunk. Because she said she liked to listen to to Watson in small chunks. Now, you don't know half as much as you think you do, shitter. How about the kills? We didn't really talk about the kills, but, you know, Christine on fire. That's just iconic. Oh, oh amazing. Yeah, that's perfect. And it. the music playing in the back, the yeah. Fury. Oh, man, so good. So good. How is that not a poster? I want a poster of fucking yes. Christine on fire. And I, want a post- and I want a poster of Buddy's mutton chops. <laughs> I love this. 
You, you know should you grow do. some. I do. Yeah. Well, no, no. They need to get thicker. They need to get thicker. I just, just got to get it out to here a little bit more. <laughs> this is only three days growth. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can rate it because I could talk about it forever because I, I love it. For me. There is a poster of Christine on fire. I thought it was a soundtrack, but there is a poster. Well, it's fire engulfing behind her. I think Have they you released like two or three soundtracks for this. What? I'm serious too. I'll show I'm you. I'm serious. Thing. It's like two or three soundtracks because they released all the score, they released all the songs, and then there were, I think, additional songs that they eventually added to the soundtracks that were in the oh, okay. they didn't have on. I was just thinking score when you said they had three soundtracks. I'm like, no, 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 I, no, no. I just meant between the score and all the songs that are featured in the film, but. You know what else is cool? How they had they had they had updates of old songs. Like in the beginning, you hear that the guy was yes. hit not fade away when he got killed. Mm, bop, 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 bop. And then it flashes up to the future, and Dennis is driving, and it's a modern version and not fade away. Yeah. Granted, granted, it should have been the Grateful Dead's version and not fade oh, away, which is the best. Oh, fancy oh, yeah. that. Cool. Oh, it's cool. disappeared. Yeah, it's cool it's though. There. That is very it's cool. The, it's in the messenger area. Yeah, I remember that they had them and there's this one too uh visuals always <laughs> who good. posted robert patents <laughs> that was a long time ago i didn't know i wasn't looking back that then. one's really nice oh, that's I like the one that i always one. yeah 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 that's yeah, better that's, pretty that's sweet. better i tried to take a picture of it and i was gonna post it on uh you know on our page and that, that's like the best i could get it's okay but i mean it's it's, it's hard to capture on a tv but yeah uh, I want one with with Buddy Rupperton running too. You know that'd be great. That yeah. used to be. Yeah. That was the shot. That was the VHS. I swear you could Google Maybe it. Right? I swear it was. I have you'd see him running. It was the like. So is it the cover? Maybe yeah. it's just the. Grill. It's just Chris. It, I, unless there's different covers, but it's just boring old Christine with like a blue background. Uh, I swear I remember seeing him running, unless it was the back cover, like the art that would be like the picture at the back of the box. Oh, it might well, be. This is the deal about that scene, though. There's not an actual good. They're, they're never in the frame together, except when he's getting run over. That's the problem. Maybe like you know, for a second when you first when you first cut to that, and then he gets trampled. It and happened rolls. so fast. But, I I even asked my buddy when I'm like, what just happened to him? He got like it happened very quickly. Like I don't know, it was a very <laughs> weird like cut or transition. Like he's running, and then all of a sudden there's just a body in the road on fire. Like I knew what happened, but I was like, what was that? There must be a reason why they couldn't get that shot with him in front of it running. Because why, if you're making that movie, don't you think that'd be great to see, like, you know, him facing the camera running and the car on fire behind him chasing him? Dude, that'd be awesome. Oh, I was talking with the chubby guy. That's the one I was thinking. Moochie. Moochie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who who do you think is the one who defecated on the dashboard? (laughs) Yeah. Moochie. (laughs) Moochie. Definitely a moochie move because he's the one who grabbed Dennis's crotch. Definitely. Yep. A moochie move. (laughs) A <laughs> That's a new oh, thing now. What a, a movie! Could have been Ted. <laughs> I like Welcome whenever God's country. Oh, I like whenever the dudes like Beethoven. Like... Beethoven's last movement. There you go. <laughs> oh my God! He finally does a Friday joke and gets it. Very good, sir. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Oh, he told it. <laughs> Carly, I'm sorry. Bring the car Sorry, go ahead. But it was a good I was going to say, I just like whenever, like, the car's sitting there and he doesn't know if Arnie's in it or not, and he's like, you're not mad, aren't you? And it's like, you just destroyed his car, and he's like, you're, you're not mad, are you? Like, yeah. I think yeah. Arnie Ham, is that you? Nah, that's not. fine. It's a joke. That's hilarious you brought that yeah, up, Carly, because I was thinking the same thing. You're not mad, <laughs> are you? Yeah. Just no, like, he's like, no. 
Nobody, nobody ever tries to run into Buddy never tried to run off the road into the woods. I felt I like know. there were woods right there. I'm like, just go off the road into <laughs> just, the woods. Just just deviate a little bit from the road. Yeah, You'll be able to stay. run straight down the road. <laughs> another another small <laughs> quibble. Small quibble. The introduction of the detective is great. But then again, there's a couple of scenes with them, but they really don't go anywhere. Exa- He's introduced yeah. so late in the movie yeah. that they don't really develop that as well as they should. Uh, ha- but great. I like how you can still get this color paint. Yeah. yeah you, want a receipt? you got the receipt. Like, I love that, mm-hmm. that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Dean, he's a great character. He's just introduced too, ye- too late and yeah. not used en- uh, enough because he, yeah. uh, he, he's clearly on to Arnie. From the get-go, but again, Arnie has all these alibis from the get-go. <laughs> but Arnie has all these alibis, which are legit because he's clearly not with Christine until the end. And then that's very tragic the way it plays out at the end when he's oh. thrown from the car. And, he, you know, his last, you know, you know, moment of contact with, with anything on, on this planet before he dies is to reach out and touch the car. Like he's so... Yeah. He does and the headlights go out. I had yeah, to remind Yes, they do. Did you Ooh. hear him say what he said though too? What did he say? Shoots through the road. No, he shoots through the, <laughs> the uh, windshield. No, 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 no. He shoots through the windshield and he grabs the car. He says, oh, "Yells." That's what. Rose blood. Oh, <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It was gonna be something. Doesn't he scream? Not <laughs> no, but it's the song he's playing. I'll forever love you, and it's really yeah. like, man, Christine is. Is the best car actor I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Way really... better than the trucks of Maximum Overdrive. Fuck the Goblin truck. Fuck the Killdozer. Better than Herbie the Love Bug. Fuck yeah. Killdozer. Yeah. Killdozer. Fuck the DeLorean. Although the DeLorean gives it a run for its money. DeLorean's good. DeLorean's not. I can't right. believe we're having this conversation. I know. <laughs> I can't believe I'm responding to you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The DeLorean's good. Yeah, DeLorean's good. Yeah. Speed now, bug. See, now I'm starting to get tipsy because <laughs> yeah. now I'm responding to these ridiculous comments. forgot about the car from the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the car. Hello. Just, the car. We do, right. And though, Christine just, I don't, this the hearse? really did a great yeah. job just bringing her to life and making her the star of this film. Yes. And the regeneration scenes are just phenomenal. On the oh. level of, um,. What's I'm drawing a blank now. The Oliver, Reed, the Oliver Reed film where the house regenerates itself. What am I? Burn offerings. Burn offerings. Burn offerings. Yeah, just on that level, like so cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Right now, this is much better. In my opinion. The... Oh, really? You don't like when the house regenerates itself in Burn it's, Offerings? I, feel, I always feel okay. like the scene is awesome when it's like raining shutters. I love burn Offerings. Yeah. It's rain and shutters. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shutters' official song. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> no, you gotta no, keep drinking. Don't. No, it's, it's, I don't. I feel like by MFA, like I'm gonna be passed out. Like, no. Yeah, I'm son with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luke. He was a changed man. <laughs> Luke did nothing wrong. Almost like violent assault. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh shit. Final thoughts and ratings. I think we may have already given our final thoughts, but please feel free to go ahead, guys and gals. Oh, I'll go. I think it's a 10 out of 10, even with our uh, criticisms. I love the movie. I think it's a classic. I enjoy it. Solid 10 out of 10. Yeah, great film. Uh, almost perfect for me. I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, it's one I don't go back to a ton, but every time I do, I really enjoy it. 
once again, I'll go, I'll go next. And I want to give it a 10 out of 10. I want to, it's like my third favorite Carpenter film, but I will give it a 9.5 out of 10, just because I would like to see a little bit more in that arc. And just because that detective character, as much as, as much as I like him, he's just too little too late. Right, I'll, go, I'll go next know. before before Dave goes. I'll let, I'll let Dave go last. For me, I'm coming in a little lower. I'm still coming in high, though. Eight and a half out of ten. I think the fact that I read how the novel plays out kind of has me a little split between which one I prefer. Because I like aspects of the way the novel plays out, particularly with um, Arnie's uh, character arc. But then again, I like the fact that they they focus less on the possession in uh, in the film. But eight and a half out of ten, like I said, I haven't seen it as many times as I probably should have for for a horror fan of my age. But but it's still a great film and, you know, a Carpenter classic. Not to steal Dave's Thunder, although I think I already Hall know. Hall of Fame already. No, yeah. It's already a Hall of Famer based on Heather Carley's. It'll definitely I, have a higher it, score, though, after Dave. And I, and I think this will just solidify its place. Dave, take it away. Indeed, sir. Yeah, I, I've always loved this movie. I've seen it so many times. I, I almost know it word for word. It's just always a movie that I've loved. The only weakness I, I, I could say is the fact that I, and somebody brought it up. I think it was Brandon uh, about the whole Buddy Repperton kill, how he stayed on the street the whole time. That's the only <laughs> thing that's always kind of bothered me just a little bit. And that's really it. It's like a, a tiny nitpick. Everything else, man, the dialogue the stuff from Darnell's mouth, the stuff from LeBay, just all the dialogue in general, all the characters, the acting's good. It's just in the, God, the soundtrack and the directing and the score. I, I think it's, I think this movie is woefully underrepresented in the horror community. I, to me, it's always been my third favorite Carpenter film after Halloween, the thing, of course. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Nine and a half out of 10. Welcome to the hall of fame. 29 out yes. of 30. Yeah. Baby. Yes. Awesome it's, guys. It deserves it. I'm glad it's there. I think a lot of Carpenter's... I think Carpenter's most underrated film by far is Assault on Precinct 13. Never seen it. How's that one for you? I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal, and I, I don't think enough people give it credit because it's not really, you know, horror film so much as, you know... I do like that one, too. But it's, yeah, but it's so fantastic. Yeah, but everybody blows freaking... What do you call it? Um, Escape from New York, like a motherfucker. Yeah, so, you I mean, know what? I've Escape never from seen New that. York. Escape from New York and The I've Fog. Like, I'm, I'm with you guys on I'm sort of like... They're really good, but, you know, I, I think I enjoy Christine more. Oh, I, I, I love... You know, I like that emotional connection and when it becomes, you know... You know, when there's, there's depth to the characters. Do you think maybe it's because of the concept of a killer car that maybe people don't take it seriously? I think, it's handled, I think probably, but it's handled right. so well that it's yeah. like you forget, like you're dealing with just a car that's coming off possessed off the assembly line. Right. But it's it's forming these connections with people who were, you know, feel, I guess, so unloved in their lives. You know, you don't really get much with, with Roland's background, but he becomes obsessed with the car. But, you know, with Artie's character, it almost makes sense that, you know, he would have this love for something that that, you know that can't criticize him or make fun of him or bully him. And, you know, he's clearly right. to almost tormented, you know. Dude, it's very misrepresented. Like I said, I really yeah. think it is. It's, nobody talks about it as a top-notch Carpenter film. You just don't see it. It's just, maybe, again, maybe because of the King thing. You know, like I said, and another another one that comes to mind, George Romero and Creepshow. When people talk about Romero's greatest films, nobody ever mm. mentions Creepshow. It's like they forget. It's another one that has that, that King stamp on it, and people just... Think about it as a King film and not 
not a Romero film. And yeah, it's it's weird. I, I, it's weird. Yeah, it's true because I'm very I'm I'm sort of in the middle with King. Like some are hit, some are missed, but uh, sure. Like anyway, and, and Romero, it's just very easy just to immediately go to the Dead trilogy because obviously there, <laughs> there's not a bad of course. One. Especially survival like, diary no. yeah, definitely. yeah i'm not talking about the first three those three are horrible oh, <laughs> jazz hands i'm sorry i didn't oh by that. the way <laughs> by the way that was from dave gabbard pardon me thank you for oh, that dave. Thank, you, dave. thank you dave thank you dave yeah thanks so. okay <laughs> our last o- only film. we can thank dave Okay, sorry. I don't thank you, Dave. I know, like, how there's some time. I take it back. I felt like I was Canadian, and that's what we had to do. Chris is a thank you, so I just followed his lead. (laughs) The question remains, will you be thanking Stephen Carpenter? This is the first time he's bumped up to this level for choosing a movie called MFA. Because this I was like John Carpenter for the last film. I thought, <laughs> just hard to find in Canada, but besides that, it was a great movie. Yeah, I'll thank him now. I'll spoil it now. I'll thank him right now. Uh, okay, MFA. Excuse me. Written by Leah McKendrick, directed by Natalia Leet. Late. Sorry if I'm butchering it, but that's how I see it. An art student taps into a rich source of creative inspiration after the accidental slaughter of her rapist. An unlikely vigilante emerges, set out to avenge college girls who attackers walk free. First timer for for, for the dog. For the dog, okay. <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> Not enough dogs. <laughs> exactly what he said. I don't know. Exactly. I saw one dog. <laughs> we speak dog of the show. Do you? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That was the funniest part of the show. No. <laughs> He uh, just woke up too. He was sleeping nicely beside me, and you guys said that, and bam, looked out. <laughs> nice. uh, first time watch for me. Me too. All right. Yeah, first time for me as well. Second time nice. for me. Yeah, second, uh, second time, time for me as well. Second time for me. So yeah. Yeah, we were oh, talking about it. It was on their list in yeah. 2017. Yep. And That's you know what? Opened up with we're talking. I, you know, I'm gonna. I really feel like the lady should take the lead on this one, but I just want to say real quick that I think the subject matter is handled really well in this film. And I think Francesca Eastwood was absolutely terrific. Uh, you know, knocked it out of the park in her performance as uh, Noel. And now I turn it over to whoever wants to take lead. You want to I have first, one or, oh, sorry, major Dave. bone. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I want to, I have, I, we're going to, we can come back to it later. Major bone. One, you already know you have a major bone, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Major bone for Heather's dog. How's that? Yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Bone. The dog a bone. Give Ground the dog control a bone. to Major bone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> See, that was all worth Oh, God. No, one major bone of contention. One and one only. In this, I'm going to come back to it, but I just want to say right off the bat. I my only thing about this movie is this: as much as I I love it, it doesn't seem that in this day and age that the things that are happening here would happen. I think it's quite the opposite. I think if a female, a woman could walk in this house right now, knock on my door, try to sell me something, a lot, uh, a, a who knows, whatever, a fucking encyclopedia, you know, and I would say no. Say she could leave, go to the end of her driveway, call the cops. And say, this guy just tried to rape me. And they will come here immediately and cuff me. And it wouldn't be the way it's portrayed in this film. It's very, 
I find it, it maybe once upon a time, it would be a big, big problem for someone to be, you know, they wouldn't be believed and they might be shamed for something, even though they were legitimately raped. I think we're so far on the other end of the spectrum now that in this day and age, that would never happen. And I'm going to leave it at that. We can go come back to it later or whatever, but that's my only issue. I will, I will respectfully disagree because I work at a post-secondary institution and I work at a specific one that Christian would probably know has been in the news this week quite a bit for this happening and for it being swept under the rug for years. Um, that there has been some sexual assaults and rapes and some other inappropriate things that have happened on campus. And I agree that I think women are heard more, though. I will agree with you 100% on that. I do think women are heard more. I do think it is not, um, I think women are supported when they come out more, but there is still very much at, with working at a post-secondary institution and just some shit that's happened. Um, oh, it does still yeah, happen. It does that... still happen. It does. And it's, and it's wow. sad because it shouldn't. You know, like, no, not it now. shouldn't, but it and does. And this movie's Absolutely. three years old. Three yeah. years old, and it's also taking uh, situations that happened before that time frame, too. Yeah. So a lot has happened in the last three years. Yeah. I mean, a RV, lot has happened I mean, in that when time she frame. goes, when she goes and says what she does, and the way she's given the the third degree and everything, I just, yeah. it doesn't Both seem like. Their, their reputation, no matter what cost. I will tell you that there's an ugly side of post-secondary that it doesn't happen all the time. It, absolutely. I think there are yesterday young ladies that are believed and men stuff happens to men too. Young men um, have things happen to them as well. But I think that unfortunately um, it does still occur and people aren't always believed because it makes a school look bad. You don't want to look like a school that has that problem. Every year I go to an event in Toronto where we promo universities. And I actually got asked about sexual assaults on campus. I get asked every year about that when I go to these events. And the reality is they happen on any, any campus, any campus, but certain campuses deal with it better than others. And I think that, yes, I agree with you to a point, Dave, but I also think it was a, it was a topic that I could see her sitting down with a therapist or the school psychologist and them spinning it. Because they don't want the school to look bad in the media because that's how you don't get people going. You don't get corporate sponsorships. Oh. It's all about money, right? I don't want the school to look bad because we want parents to feel safe sending their kids here. We want companies to donate money to us. So that's where it kind of gets muddy. You know what? I wasn't looking at it from the perspective of her being an employee of the school. Now that I look back on it and hearing you say that, yes, that is what was going on. I was picturing her just as... Like a random outsider, right? Like an outside a, psychologist, yeah. Yeah, to some type of degree, or some. T yeah, it just it seems odd that in the. It, granted, now it, it, it's it's the Me Too generation or whatever that's going on now, and but still in the 80s we know the things that were going on in the yeah. 70s and everything else, and as a result now everything is extreme on the other side now. Where I'm glad I'm not single because the way I talk, I could have walked into a bar now and said something flirty to a woman and I could have handcuffs yeah. on me in half an hour Absolutely. for something that once upon a time was just innocent flirtation, but maybe I said it to the wrong person now. You know what I mean? Yep. So that, and I, I, I wasn't trying to come off like some type of, I'm not that kind of guy. Oh, I, I don't I'm the you, father I don't of a daughter. And, Absolutely. I agree okay. with you. And I think there's extremities on both ends, but unfortunately I agree with you. Some of this stuff still does happen. And it's happened this week. It came out in, in our area. It's been a pretty big deal about it. Um, but I agree with you that I think now what's happened, like what we've seen in Black Christmas, is then women take it too far. Now all of a sudden every man's a rapist and every man's going to take advantage of you. And that's not true. 
Like, the, yeah. there's no proof to that. But unfortunately, there are people out there that don't believe and will take a school's reputation or a prof's reputation or, oh, that's a track athlete. You're not going to do anything yeah. to ruin this kid's oh, career. Right? Sports. So that's yeah, where it kind of ties oh, yeah. in, right? So Fucking I think that's fair more... Yeah, not the dude walking into the bar that says something like, hey, nice ass. Like, I don't think that that's sexual harassment. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a difference between those two, how I see it. But I hear where you're coming from. And yeah, also and today, there's are. a lot of stuff in Hollywood. You know, it's very big Hollywood, you know, 80, 90 people coming out accusing Harvey Weinstein, accusing yeah. Bill Cosby, where you're talking here on a smaller scale of them protecting the reputation of the institution and stuff like that. And, and I totally get it. And I think it's really handled well the way the, the women talk about, you know, them being put on trial, basically, after coming forward about this. And it's really heartbreaking, but it's it's true. And, and for the sake of the story within the movie, the fact that it plays out that that Miss Sanders, our counselor, is not reporting this is what makes it make sense because otherwise you would be like why didn't detective kennedy know about this if luke was reported before he falls off the balcony but evidently she's right. covering up which is a good uh you know you know my dad pointed that out actually when we were watching this i'm like damn it now i'm kind of like you're right but uh they immediately had that scene after and i forgot about it but but yeah it's it's a tough subject i think it's you know i think it could happen very easily on both both spectrums where uh where you could very easily be accused, you know, one way or the other, but, yep. you know, to put someone on trial. And, and I think another thing, the, the fact that they portray Luke's character as having really no, um, no knowledge of what he did. Like he really has no knowledge that he yeah, raped believable. That's yeah. very believable. That's, how they would be. That's yes. very yeah. believable yeah. because yeah. I mean, look, we had Lauren on our show and she did she did one podcast after that. I don't know if she ever continued with that, but she did one podcast where she talked about young kids watching pornography and watching a lot of like <laughs> shut the fuck All up. Right. <laughs> Wanna watch that sucks. damn dog? <laughs> that he wasn't was... like porno. No, but talking <laughs> about like um how you know young kids are watching a lot of violent, aggressive pornography. And they just expect that they just accept that as the norm. You mean a girl doesn't want eight dicks in her? No, it's fine. A girl could want eight dicks in her, but you have to ask. Do you want eight dicks in you? You need consent. <laughs> everything, which is which is how it should be. You I can have a just like a pincushion. <laughs> you can have a violent sexual fantasy and share it with someone you love. That's fine. But they accept it as the norm, and they don't have to ask for consent. I'm cracking horrible jokes at a serious topic. Yes, it's you're right, and I know that that's the that's the issue. You see this, and it's being presented as the norm, where where it's not. But again, they do it, it in a way without saying men are evil or porn is. They never even bring up porn in this no, I'm movie. talking about pornography. Pornography. Yeah, no, MFA. I, MFA is a classy example exactly. of the rape revenge film. It's not I Sweat on Your Grave, where right. it actually yeah. almost seems to showcase everything it's arguing against just to make the revenge part even sweeter. Yeah. This one actually uh, uh, plays with it, it in a it more sensitive Yeah, it doesn't manner. even alienate men. It's not uh, even like all okay. men are evil because she tries no. to pursue a relationship with Shane. You see Sky, mm -hmm. you know, Sky slash Daisy, the roommate, you know, trying to move on. Everybody's trying to move on, but you just see the, you know, the obviously torment and, and long-lasting effects of, of obviously, you know, a horrendous crime and, you know, what it does to people. The best thing that I enjoyed was when the women sit together in their group and the conversation mm. that is had. Now, Carly, I don't oh, know man. if you're at, at, and I don't mean this at anything towards your age, but I don't know if you and your mm. female friends are at the point where you talk like this, but 
there is a real conversation that occurs between women of, well, we shouldn't have to tell men they shouldn't rape us. Like, we actually shouldn't yeah. have <laughs> to, like, say to somebody, if someone says no, that means no. It doesn't mean try harder to put your dick in them. Like, that actually means stop. And then mm. there's that conversation of, well, we also need to protect ourselves. And we need to make sure that we are doing what we need to do with the nail polish color and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was a great way of putting in politics and having that discussion between women, because that is a real discussion. And I said on both sides, I don't think we should have to tell, I think we should teach young men or whoever that this, yeah, there's lines that you shouldn't cross, common sense. Someone says no, no means no. Consent is consent. But at the same time, as women, we do have to protect ourselves, just like men have to protect themselves as well, depending on the situation. I thought that was really well handled. Yeah, and really like... Difficult? Is cracking jokes right now. Especially for me, because I'm a joke cracker and I'm liquored up and I'm and really trying hard not to say really anything. He's about to take right? advantage of himself. Yeah. <laughs> can, oh. Just get consent. Just I just dropped the finger in my butt. Who was that? Who's that? <laughs> no, I, Carly, I really want to hear from Sorry, you because Carly. you're the, you, uh, you're probably, I know you have a lot to say about it, I'm sure, and you're probably close to the age of the lead in this film. And who knows the, the type of people you encounter and what's your, what do you have to say about all this? I'm sure you have a lot going on. Yeah, you know, it's like weird because I didn't go to a big college university or anything and I don't, you know, go out partying or anything like that really too much. So it's like I never really know if this stuff actually goes on as much as these movies portray it. So it's interesting hearing, you know, Heather kind of talk about that and unfortunately saying that it does happen because I don't have personal experience. So when I see these movies, I'm kind of like, you know, they're making the points, but I don't know if it's being overly exaggerated, which to a point, it, every movie is exaggerated a little bit. But um, I think this movie is handled well for the most part. I do see there are some moments where it's like a little too kind of like Dave said, like nowadays, like any woman can just accuse a guy of rape and usually the cops are going to believe the woman. And in this movie, it feels like, you know, everyone's against the woman. Um, but it just kind of goes both ways because nowadays there are unfortunately girls who will get mad at their boyfriend or mad at somebody after they agreed to have sex with them and then say, I'm just going to accuse them of rape and ruin their entire life. So I always see both mm. aspects to it. I can't, I don't like being raped would be such a horrible thing. I think I couldn't really put myself in that situation, but I think the best thing to do is to go to the hospital or the cops, not to the school or anything like that. You should just like, go as is to the hospital you know it is very humiliating and you know you just feel degraded but i think that's probably the best way to tackle it nowadays um you know and like that conversation that they do have in the movie with um the whole they're trying to protect themselves that type of stuff just makes me so i just kind of cringe because it is unfortunate that that's even a conversation where oh we need to have colorful nail polish and like mace and like pocket knives and just all these weapons just to go out and do anything and that's how people in my real life talk too. like people I work with I work with all girls and they're like oh I carry my mace and like my poker and all that with me and um poker I yeah, yeah. like there's like yeah. fire, poker? fire poker? poker yeah, yeah like, like, no, like you can get a poker like you see this is what you guys don't have to experience you can get one yeah. on your keychain <laughs> where yeah. you can 
hit a man or someone, particularly, I guess, assume a man, but I guess a female could be aggressive too. That's trying to attack you. That's what you're describing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. my mom had yeah. one. Someone I yeah. thought maybe if you were going somewhere and there's a campfire, you could just like, <laughs> you just whip it out and then you do marshmallows too, and you have everything ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. back, back. No, a spade, um, a poker, a shovel. Yeah. You get the whole nine yards. Whatever. Actually, yes. <laughs> wow, I didn't know. Uh, to be now, all joking aside, I had no clue there's such a yeah. thing as a poker. Yeah, that's. And that really yeah. is the ridiculous thing. There's so many weapons that are made for women specifically to like keep guys pretty much off of them. And I just look in, in Afghanistan, and meanwhile, your purse has weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the caliber of joke. I yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, but that said, that it, it's all put into protecting women rather than educating men. Yeah, it's, but, and it's handled well. It's not saying all men are are no. you know to blame, but I've experienced this experienced this with uh, working in the gym and talking to a lot of women, and it really opened my eyes talking to one woman in particular, and she really told me you know how frightened she is being a woman in today's society this was you know maybe mm. two years ago three years ago and it just it opened my eyes because i'm you know, i'm a good guy i would none of this would ever be an issue for me it just wouldn't yeah it just it really just wouldn't it's just it's out of my realm of oh. possibility and she opened my eyes to it and i was just like this is, it's horrible i very much like walk around i don't fear men or anything really happening to me which i probably should be a little more aware of my surroundings but i just kind of go through like everyone's always like oh when I'm in Walmart I make sure no one's following me or watching me I'm just in Walmart like buying my food because I figure there's so many people around I'm not I never really think about that stuff and I think all women should be able to live that way I know maybe I sound naive because I'm not looking out for myself as much as others but I just hate that mentality where all girls think they have to band together and think they have to protect themselves against men when men should just be normal and not do this and you know, another thing with boundaries. This, yeah, I feel naive not knowing. I don't feel right. naive not knowing about a portable poker for that. Yeah, right. I, right. I, I feel like I'm aware cool. of what's happening, but uh -huh. I know you'd be carrying around a, a portable poker. Well, yeah. we're not supposed to know. We're men. Exactly. That's the yeah, idea. Exactly. There we're you not go. Supposed yeah. to know. See, well kept secret. Bravo. We carry Good. around our own portable. Now poker. everybody knows. Should I edit that part out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the women are going oh, yeah. after me, but. And, you know, this movie, JP kind of said that he liked this one, and that, but he kind of felt that there were aspects where it made it seem like all men are evil. I didn't really, like, obviously all the men she's attacking are evil men, but that's the thing. Like, all the men she's going after have done bad things. It's not really, of course, you do have that sad scene, which actually made me pretty sad when she is kind of connecting with uh, that other clearly nice dude, and then she gets upset when he's, like, touching her, but that's clearly... The result of being raped so that's yeah. to me that's not saying he's evil it's just she like had that post-traumatic yeah. reaction yeah, there, were some, there were some real tragic scenes in this movie i thought when she was talking to Lindsay, the one who was uh gang raped mm -hmm. uh, and then you saw the video of it you saw the video of it but right? also when she's talking to Lindsay, yeah. and Lindsay says that she might not be able to have kids and then she makes mm -hmm. the uh the comment i don't even know if i wanted kids and that yeah. and that statement right there it's not even the point the point mm -hmm. is it was right. your choice and that was taken away from you and, and yeah. i thought i thought it was handled real well that it wasn't overly like men are all evil because she tried to re you know connect like you said carly which with shade at the end and he was you know is this okay is this okay and then the minute you know he touches her you know she's just automatically brought back to that trauma and you know she she kicks him out but you know you know he didn't do anything wrong she's just she's destroyed from what happened 
Mm-hmm. And, and the then later scene, on, yeah. she comes back and she she goes and she sees Shane. She regrets yeah. him yeah. away to him, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's tragic that it's too late at that point because of everything that's yeah. unfolded. You know, the she whole thought movie she was... is just so tragic. You want it to have a happy ending, but you know, it's like I, not going like to play it. out. Yeah, I like to think it ends, you know, where eventually she gets off and she gets to, you know, continue with her life because I feel like she still can be redeemed from this because, mm-hmm. you know, with the exception of uh, of Daisy slash Sky killing herself, I, oh, I feel like, man. I feel like, yeah, which was heartbreaking. I feel like yes. every guy got exactly what he fucking deserved. And so, yeah. And I think the rape scene was very believable. That's that was an uncomfortable scene. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't over the top. It was their kissing, and then he's pushing her yeah. down. I know you want like it. One. It's and she's it's, not it's really hard to watch. And that's yeah. you know I don't want to, but that's what rape looks like. Yeah, you know it's not yeah. always spit on your yeah. grave and these gang bangs and these slicings and this dramatic. It is a very subtle. He never got consent and just assumed she wanted it. And then when she comes back and says I didn't consent, he's like, oh you're crazy, you're crazy, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, you're crazy. Like she was, that's she is into him at first. Back. She is like wanting it at first, and then he's just going way too fast, and then like she well, can't. She's, wanting to she's kiss, not but speaking she, up. Yeah, exactly. yeah, she's not speaking up enough, so yeah. he's just like, oh, she likes it this way. Yeah. So I did. I thought it was pretty believable as well. Like that's what I would picture a college yeah. guy. And, she, you know, and she's other saying movies. no. And she's saying no. Yeah. yeah. She's not screaming though, but it's done in a way where it's like just like hold on a second, and then yeah, all of a sudden like, it's, the acting it, was exceptionally well done in that scene. Like that must have been a hard scene mm-hmm. for them to film, and it was mm-hmm. very well done. Smith, I always like the wonder how they fucking do those things. Yeah, like it must be hard as two oh, people yeah. to act that out, right? You know what I did every time there was a scene like that on film? I quoted Clint Eastwood since, you know, that's her father. And I said, get off my lawn. <laughs> just from, uh, what's much called? better than where I thought you were going to go with that. Yeah, so, me too. We'll just be happy that that's day, what we I was wondering yeah. what we were going to have. What movie was that? Gran Torino. <laughs> Gran Torino. Say, you know what I said? Yeah, that was from the trailer. Oh. <laughs> I thought I that's where it was going. Yeah, like, like the Christine Heimlich. Yeah. <laughs> Christine Heimlich is that her last name? <laughs> I could have given the Heimlich maneuver. I didn't know you were choking. <laughs> I also like how she used her sexuality. Like in the beginning, she has that hoodie yeah. and she's kind of hidden, and then as it goes on, she dresses more, um, you know, sexually visually sexual to men, and she uses that to her advantage to take advantage of these men. And I thought that was a really interesting empowerment of her sexuality. Instead of not dressing like that because you don't want to be a victim, she's dressing like that to be an aggressor. She's and I thought that, that she's very, very good, and I think she's yeah. gorgeous. I really do. Yeah. She's a very beautiful woman. She is. <laughs> she really, she's the, like her, unique looking. Yeah, those yeah. those so her eyes. Good. It's just there's something about like her facial structure. She's gorgeous. And I didn't notice it so much in the beginning, uh, with the way she. Yeah, was, you see it. she went on afterwards. You yes, do. you do. And then she put it's... on the pink hair, and she did that. Oh, and when she became the, you know, uh, the predator, that yeah. was that, that was great. The Here's hunted one becomes question, the hunter. Are we just to assume that the girl that she talked to gave her complete descriptions of the three men that raped her? Because their pictures, they even say it in the movie, weren't in the video. You don't get a 100% clear shot of any one of their faces. But she goes to this party and immediately knows who they are, like almost right off the bat. So are we just supposed to assume that this girl, they got together and she's, okay, this guy does this, he looks exactly like this, this, and the other thing. There was something... Again, I'm not, I love the movie, but that was the only other little nitpick I had that she well, there was, was able an to art newspaper her. article that lists yeah. their names, so she yeah. could have looked up the, their names. Didn't have their newspaper article. Didn't it have their pictures in it too? 
It, it did. Well, it had the video, had video. Which, which you see partial faces, but yeah. like like Heather That's says, they you know, they are they are accused of three mm-hmm. names, you know, so she knows who she's looking for. She could have looked up, you know, Facebook, the yearbook, Andy yeah, Curry, Facebook, yeah. a yearbook, and That's just, true. You know, Good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like what I'm thinking when she first got to that party, the other guy was kind of across the room and she just kind of looked over at him. Yeah. And like knew Yeah, yeah like I'd have yeah. yeah. Right. But no, that's a good point. Social media, if their if their names were published, yeah, it's pretty easy. Okay, well good. You know this <laughs> already the conversation's bringing the movie up and I didn't want it to go up because if it goes up, now all of a sudden it's in contention with my 100. But <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think of that. Oh, I did. That's why I suggested it, kind of. That's why all, all when SC was asking us questions, I was listing movies that that were on I, the cusp. I me. did <laughs> notice that. You're like, how about this? How about this? I'm like, aren't these like the last five films they've has to watch first? <laughs> I did notice that, but. Two yeah, birds is stuff? Stephen Carpenter for you, too, in case you're wondering. The guy that yes. recommended this movie. Yes, a, uh, a longtime patron and contributor and fan and friend of the new time patreon longtime contributor true, true. all right get it right brandon jesus sorry sorry <laughs> yeah. i also like it's how the liquor. kills progressed the first one was accidental mm-hmm. like she pushed him he oh. fell oh that and then great. it begins to get more vicious like till she gets to the final one in the gym that's pretty vicious mm. like she's beginning to escalate and up her confidence with each kill and you were getting to see more gore and more intensity i thought that was interesting with the way she was dressing the way she started speaking out more i guess you could say her whole development throughout this movie was was fascinating and then throwing it in with her artwork i thought was oh, uh, a nice touch yeah and i also went in blind on this one and i just expected it to be typical rape revenge where that guy rapes her and then no one believes her and then she like goes after him i didn't realize it was going to be like this huge like quest that she goes on trying to yeah. get back at these guys that hurt all these women so i really liked how that played out like when that guy does fall off the balcony i was like oh wow okay so this is going in a different direction <laughs> is, is he dead and then you see that huge yeah, pool of blood and like, like he's no, dead <laughs> the no God, the cops God. chasing them i thought uh, was obviously they're on the case but i thought maybe it was a little too convenient at the end it just seemed to wrap up a little too quickly well clifton collins who plays detective kennedy who is francesca eastwood's current husband uh oh. In real life, yeah. Uh, I, I I think he was portrayed really well, like an intelligent cop who could, could see from the minute he questioned her that she knows more than she, than uh, than she's letting on, which which shows very very obviously, you know, with her, you know, the way she's you know fidgeting with her hands, and you could see the the nervousness in her. But I love the subtlety of like the uh, the commentary, even when when the three frat brothers are killed, you see pictures of people mourning them and putting flowers at their grave site and i thought that was a just a subtle way of 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 showcasing you know today's mentality and really the way the way it kind of is i really feel absolutely yeah you're right but do you think that guy would have been able to to like you're talking about her not seeing faces and then going through facebook uh like old school books to track down the guys he really got a shot like a visual shot of her at the end but do you think he would have been able to point her out to the cops? Like, he didn't know her, did he? No, no, no. He didn't have to. The thing is, he woke up at the right time, and the, the detective 
has been suspecting her for a while, but she keeps, you know, finding ways to sneak around it. But then Alluded, as yeah. soon as he wakes up and says, it's this dark haired girl and kind of describes her. And this, I think he's just like, wow, I think that's Kennedy, enough at that for point me to go is holding up a picture of Noel and being like, is this true. her? And he's just going, yes. And, and at that point, I think that's she's true. after, after the death of sky, she's, she's ready right. to turn herself in anyway. So I almost feel like it's sort of inconsequential. Yeah. You know, cause I, I never, I never, even though she she becomes aggressive and and you know vicious with some of those kills, I never felt like she she lost her sense of innocence. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was all justified. So I never felt like, oh my god, this woman right. needs to be locked up forever. It's and the side of I skying. was rooting for. You know, yeah. when we did the show, the top seventeen of seventeen, I'm I want to show that I'm pretty sure that was the year. It made my seventeen. Brandon yeah. happened to watch it and said, "Check it out," and I did, and it blew me away. And it was my number seventeen. It was like my the last movie I watched too. And I was like, "Well, I got to put on a list, so I'm just gonna put it there for now, and I'll watch it again." I didn't give it the second watch, you know, so, but I was so blown away by it. What I said on that very show was, "This to me, if there was a female Dave Z, this would be it, because I would be the exact same way if that happened to me." I would 100% do it. I love I love that whole idea of of trying to rid, you know, all these type of men off the face of the earth. I, I would do the same. I'm 100% crazy that way. Where I would do that, and if that happened to my daughter, you're damn damn straight. I would do the same shit. It's just I can't help it. That's just I, I get passionate about things like that, and you know, it's it we should he- we should hear more stories like this. This will educate men right. to not do it. <laughs> Yeah. If you know, you know, you're seeing the revenge and these men being killed. Yeah. Well, the, well, and guys the reflection off. of Sky dying, right? Like, so when Sky oh. kills herself, Ugh. that is a that is a murder of rape. That yeah. is, I rather die than put through the shame of no one believing me. And that's how you educate and not alienate. Because you guys are like, man, this is sad. You weren't angry. You were like that poor girl. It's easier for her to die than it is for her to relive this again. And that's the beauty of this film. It educated and it presented an issue in a way that wasn't shoving it down your throat. It was saying, hey, here's some realities of what happens. Things need to change. And I really, really appreciate that about this movie, as well as having, you know, some great kill scenes, great character development. The message was there, but it wasn't overwhelming. I I thought anyway, I don't know how you feel, Carly. Yeah, Um, I I feel the same way. Um, It wasn't too super in your face and like any like awkward way where it's like, unbelievable completely um another thing i like is whenever that detective goes to that other girl's house who was attacked by the three guys and he's trying to question her and she completely just blows him off she doesn't let him in to like ask her questions or anything she's like i I don't need to answer any of these questions and i don't you know she's they're trying to make her look guilty again and uh, that's another issue that happens so i thought that was i think this whole movie really is just played out really well it's uh the way that you should get these messages across and uh, i'm glad i checked it out because yeah. i mean i i yeah. knew i knew i didn't know about this movie back in 2017 for whatever reason so it kind of snuck up but that comment you made about when she, when he goes to see uh Lindsay and she says you know for every one of me that tries to come forward there's you know a bunch that never do go talk to one of them yeah. like mm-hmm. her, she, she's got a very small part in the movie but the words that are, that come out of her mouth and the things she said are really, really resonate very, very strongly in this film. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's something I didn't quite understand. The amount of a uh, female, uh, the amount of female party goers that were at that house um, shortly after they knew that 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 house had a reputation of these three guys raping a girl. 
I don't think that they'd be able to host parties anymore. You know yeah, what, though? You would though? think that, but, yeah. You know? You would Some think women that, but... would still go. Exactly. Would you go to want a party? Go, I... Um, I would not, but I... <laughs> right. I, I would not that either. That doesn't mean that other women wouldn't, because in that time, though, you want to go and be cool. You know, like, what if there's a guy there you really like? Okay, I just won't talk to those guys. Or maybe she did mm. the survey. Like, it talked about, this is true. Women are not supportive of each other. Like, exactly. that's what I like that they exposed. Yeah. Like, girls that girl's sluts. a slut. Well, that's girls what she did. Yeah. Being a slut, she probably wanted it. Look at how she dresses. Like, girls mm. get jealous if another girl's prettier than them. They walk into the room and they scan. Okay, who's the hottie? Who do I need to watch out for? You know, so, like, that's real. And Excellent. I think they did a good job exposing that and why okay. I agree with you, Dave. I wouldn't go to that party, but I could see Ooh. why chicks would. They, they said that line, yeah. girls hate sluts. And it just yep. showed, it just even added more to the film that, that it's not only, you know, criticizing men who do the crime, but criticizing women who ignore the women who, you know, you know, bring forth the allegations of this crime because they'll just say, oh, she's just a slut, you know. And that, that's in, that's inconsequential, though. I mean, a quote-unquote slut. What if she was? What if she did sleep around? Doesn't make mm-hmm. a difference. What if that girl it had doesn't. a reputation for fucking 50 guys before she went to that party? It, doesn't it doesn't mean that she wants to be triple teamed by, by three. Exactly. <laughs> but, but women and men alike would still be like, oh, well, she's lying she because did, that's yeah. her. That's the way she is. Even but though, shame. you know, the one time she says no, that she's. She's saying she's no, no, and that's you have to right. respect her for that, you know. But mm-hmm. it's not; it's it doesn't always um, happen like, that way. There yeah. was a girl no. that I was um, friends with on Facebook. I didn't really know her in real life, but she went to my school, and she she's like a stripper now. And she posted on Facebook this one day a picture of this guy and said, "Does anyone know where this guy is? Like, he came over to my house to like smoke with me, and he raped me like the entire night." And every single, I was just like shocked. Every comment was like people telling her like. Oh, you're like a known prostitute. You're a stripper. Like you're lying. You're. It was. I was. I was just shocked. Like this girl. You know, she wasn't well respected. I didn't really. Like I said, I didn't know her personally. But I was just like the point. Like this could have happened, and you guys are all calling her a liar. There was probably like maybe two or three people that were on her side, and I, that was like the first time I ever saw like something like that play out in real life. And I was like, wow, this actually is an issue because yeah. they're just saying, oh, she's a stripper, so. Of course, she, you know, she made a dumb decision. So this guy deserved to rape her pretty much. And she's just lying about it. So and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right, Carly. And if she said yes a bunch of times and she said no that night, she said no. Yeah. And that's what it's getting to. And that's what Dave's talking about. It's a great point that this movie examines. Yeah. And sleep with anyone you want, but try to keep that business to yourself. I'm not saying because that's what happens. Girls that get a reputation end up becoming prey two predators because they think, well, okay, this is going to be an easy lay. I'm at a party and go upstairs and go in this bedroom. She's going to fuck me. She doesn't say no to anybody. Well, maybe she does well, say no sometimes. But shouldn't we put it on reputation. the guy that he shouldn't think that though? Like just because a girl says yes to everyone that she shouldn't have to hide that. A guy doesn't hide it. A guy doesn't have no. to pretend like he hasn't fucked everything. Right. Like it's kind of a no. double standard. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm not saying that the guy should do that. I'm just saying that that is, you know, that's how some guys think that, those guys are insecure themselves. Mm-hmm. They see someone that's that's that that oh even I can have sex with her. So they, that that's what they they go for that because they have. And I'm not. What I'm saying is, you're saying if someone's going to be aggressive, they might choose a woman that they think that's an easy prey. Right, and if you get a reputation, that will make you an easy prey. That's all I'm saying. I, I say sleep with whoever you want to, of course. But the way I speak to my daughter now, when you get older, keep what you do in the bedroom your business and try not to to get that reputation be, because of it. Does it suck? And is it a double standard? Yes. 
100%. But the fact is, it's reality. And I know how guys think because I'm a guy. And that goes back to the And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying yeah. it's right to be have a predatory. Of course it's yeah. wrong. But it's that just goes- – it's hormones, and that, that's how – that's the difference between men and women. That's how they – and I, that guy himself may have problems of his own, not that I'm making excuses. I'm just saying all his friends are getting laid, and they're 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 bullying him. Hey, how come you haven't gotten laid? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, go bang Bridget. She, she's an easy lay. Go after her. You know what I mean? And that's what gets in their head, and that's a result of them fucking with him, and then she is a result of maybe who knows what happened to her to get her that way. So it's like both sides have issues, the male and the female, and it's just – that a goes lot back, of it that goes back to educating these, you know, these the awareness group about how they're talking about these ways to protect themselves rather than, you know, feeling like they should be free to just do whatever they want and say no and, and be respected for that. Because the minute she entered Luke's bedroom, immediately then, you know, no, nobody's going to question her. She she went in the bedroom with him. But, she, you know, the, you know, people will say right from that point, she shouldn't have gone in the bedroom with him. Which unfortunately is is almost true today. Like you have to educate young women to like not even put yourself in that position. But it, it, it sadly shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. It should be men mm-hmm. who should be respectful. And if oh no, right. you're not comfortable with this. Okay, I think it's really well done. It's just mm-hmm. it, you know. It's a it's a good film, I think, for young women and young men to see to educate yeah. them on how proper conduct should happen moving forward, you know, yeah. on how you should present yourself with respecting someone's boundaries. Absolutely. Like, that's really what it comes down to with some excellent character development and dialogue. And even the ending when she's doing the valedictorian speech, like, what oh. a great speech, oh, right? Great. Like, yes. oh, great. man. You know, and at least a cop let her finish. So I guess that was that was might, might, like be the, that. might be the best part of the movie that speech, that whole uh, you know talking about art and uh, how it you know it saves us from the brutality of life, and then that you know don't preserve the beauty, expose the truth part of the speech. Really, just well done, very poetic, and I, I love the ending. I love her getting in the car. I love the smirk on her face. I just <laughs> yeah, really, really well done film. Dave, this yes. may help. With your list, your top 100 list. We've talked about it. We all seem to be in agreement that it's, it's a great movie. Is it a horror film? Oh, good question. Oh. It's not. Really? You don't think what it's a horror film? It? What would no. you consider it? It's Christian? a horror. Like, it's, it horrific. Horror. it's horrific. It's a thriller, drama, thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, 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 what is uh, Last House on the Left and all those other rape revenge movies? They're not Oracle. That one is more. That would be more done in that sensationalist, and unfortunately, then leads the way it's presented leads more into a horror film aspect, almost uh, the way it's been presented. This kind is presented. Great. There's a revenge element here, but I don't think this is a horror film. I, I kind of agree with C, even though I, I think MFA is horror. I agree with them, you know, about the other films Horrific. being sensationalized, and you know. Turned into horror films, you know, cutting the dick off, this and that, and all that. Just the over the top. top. Whereas this, this is educational and, you know, almost definitely dramatic thriller. I do think, Mm. yeah, of course it's horrific elements, but I I understand where she's coming from. I still call it a horror film, but... But you know, I'm basing know. my top. I'm basing my top 100 on enjoyment, and I don't, you know, love rape revenge films. They're not, you know, it's not like oh, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's a hard. Except if you're JP. 
JP says he looks. I'm a little bit as well, but but the best I part this of one, rape, the best part of rape revenge films is that you know usually the, the victim becomes empowered and re- exactly right. it's the revenge. It's the, Obviously not the rape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, look at Irre- Irreversible. Is, it's probably the most uncomfortable, you know, rape film. And it's not even. Right, that's just a rape. That's it's not a rape revenge well, film. Well, it's revenge for for the friends, you know, the the guys. But the way they True, shot that the... and the way they they filmed that backwards makes it just twice as you True. know. True, to... but that's not the story. That's not the story of Irreversible about somebody getting revenge for a rape. At least that's not what I got. I maybe I'd have to see it again to to do that. But I mean, this movie, I like this because I, I this is my favorite because I identify with the lead more than any other movie. And I like I like the method that she uses. She becomes a predator and she goes out and says, it's vigilante justice. I'm going to rid the world of these freaking type of people because no one else is doing anything but this bullshit. I'm going to take matters into my own hands and freaking go kill these dudes. And I, I like that. I, I Like I said, she's a female Dave Z. I'd do the same thing if I was a, a woman and that happened to me. So Well, if she's the female like Dave Z, then I love the female Dave Z. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be on the show. Uh, <laughs> it is listed horror, horror is listed second on IMDb. So I mean I'm I was just throwing it out there. Maybe that would help I your can list. See, I see your argument, even though I still consider it hard, but I totally see your you know perspective. Because it is tamer than ninety-nine percent of the rape revenge films. It's presented it, in a more educational, you know, uh it I don't depends know, on how you describe it. Like, rape itself is horrific. But yes. the way the movie's presented is where I'm going. How well, the, the rape how the aside, even if it yeah. wasn't a rape, what if he just beat her ass up and, it was, and there was no, not a rape? He just bought her on the own, you know, whatever. Yeah. Smashed her See, Revenge, the movie Revenge was more because of the extreme that movie I went. That, movie. that one, I think, dips more its foot into the, the horror realm a bit more so. This one, I think, was more thriller. I mean, again, it's it's walking a fine line here. And yeah, you but can you're argue following. You're following a killer the whole movie. Usually a horror movie, that's what happens. You, you follow the killer. You see it through the eyes of the killer. In thrillers, you don't necessarily see through the eyes of the killer. You, you see through the eyes of the victims more than anything. Usually one victim in particular. In this movie, you're seeing, you, you know, you're following the killer. Even though she is assaulted, she becomes the killer. But, I mean, that's who you're following. That's why it's more horrific to me than, you know. Yeah. And I had to say, the girl in Revenge, her personality I like this girl more. So, I mean, yes, I guess you could, I would say Revenge is probably my favorite rape revenge film, but my favorite character, uh, killer in rape revenge is, is, is this one here. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Cause, uh, you know, revenge is also sensationalized. So this is really the only rape revenge film I could think of recently. That's not, it's almost more for educational purposes to mm-hmm. understand the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the psychology of what men and women are thinking. Mm-hmm. And the reality. Yeah, why can't it be both? And the re- and the reality of it, yeah. rather than you know sensationalizing the kills, you know castrating men, you know raping women, then coming back raping them again, then coming back and raping them again, like and I spit yeah. on your grave. It's just you know I mean those are brutal and hard to watch, but this is more true to life, which makes it even more disturbing. I always just, wanted to be a disturbing. thriller, sure. so more people watch it. Yeah. I What's want that? it to I'm be sorry, a thriller, so yeah. more people watch it. Yeah. Because I think people will take it more seriously. I don't really know where I stand on the definition of it. I think Christian's mm-hmm. made some really good points. But I just want people That's to watch first. this movie. I just want I just want everyone to see this. I think it should be shown. Yeah. So whatever I, we need to call it to make someone watch it, 
<laughs> make them watch it, right? That's what right. Yeah, they, should definitely, they should definitely. They're not a comedy. They're not a comedy. <laughs> no, not, not at all. A... <laughs> For the makers of Airplane. MFA. <laughs> <laughs> It's an odd title too for the Don't film. Don't call me I, Roger, Roger. Because a lot of people, like the minute you post MFA, are like, "What's MFA?" They don't realize it's you know right. Masters of Fine Arts, which is I the degree. She's, I didn't realize that the whole time. Yeah, a lot of people. So I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't know either. She's pursuing, yeah. so it you know it can it if probably why it slipped by most people in 2017. Mm-hmm. You would never even think MFA. What is that? Like, you know so. what they're watching? MIA or whatever that one is that you when you try to find this one, it's the one that's on Netflix and it looks like a, a possessed app or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Trust me. I, I know I, every yeah. time I look, it's like, is this yes. the movie they kept talking about? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some of those films just slip by. Unfortunately, this one, I think, slipped by a lot of people, but uh, hopefully more people check it out. It's, it's, you know it's what got, it is? It's got a lot to say. Yeah. It's kind of like Megan is missing in a way. Would you consider Megan Megan is missing a horror movie? To me, that's educational. Uh, In that, that movie, go ahead. What? What's he? It's just that, that that goes into areas that are absolutely that plays out like a horror film more. Yeah, it does play out like a horror film. But like I say, it is educational. Like I said in the show before, I wanted to show that movie to my daughter, but if I held back, I wanted to show this movie to my daughter, but I only saw it once, so I did not show it to her last night because I had to see the way things went down again. And it's the same thing. These are two movies that I would like my daughter to see and take something from. Two yeah, Meg, you should definitely Meg, show your daughter one day, Dave, this movie. Yeah. I plan yes. to now. I, I think that's great. I think any young lady should see this before she goes to university or college, to be honest with you. I, or men. I, I think this is something sure, I've encouraged. Sure, too. You know, I thought men, that way. Right? Yeah. I thought that way about Megan is Missing, Education. too, when I first saw that. I was like, you know, right. young girls should be seeing this, too, especially so because I don't remember. I don't think there was nudity in that. No, so but there was, was a but lot it was of her, girls, it, it, young girls having were, sex. Oh my God. But that one well, was that like, too. like, hey, that you know, like that's horrific and, and terrifying. That's a straight up horror film, whereas this one's much more educational. I felt right. that the even yeah. uh, Megan is missing. But that was my comparison. That's how I no, but both. I, I think both education. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. seen Megan is missing as well? I haven't. seen I it. have not. Oh, not not, oh. not an easy film. Now I better go watch it. seeing. Without Nothing like this. It's more about the dangers of online predators and you know meeting people online yeah. and what can, especially for teenage girls and what could happen. Yeah, and it does. You warned. The last too. twenty minutes are brutal. really brutal, really tough to watch. So I'll tell you that uh, you know before you watch it, but highly recommended. Uh, and they're they're really young in that film. They're what 13, 14 in that film. They're yeah, like they're very young teenagers. Yeah. But uh, it's from yeah. the the makers of Naked Gun. So not quite as funny as this film, <laughs> but it has its moments. Right. <laughs> Is it like meatballs? Would you say that it's yeah. up there in that category? <laughs> Although I watched Meatballs last I night. I know, that's why I brought it up. There's a scene in there that I'm like, they would never get away with this today. Uh, I think most We're, of Meatballs, they wouldn't get away with this. Bill Murray <laughs> wrestling with the girl, and then, and then he's like jumping all over, and she's like, get off me. And he flips her on top of him, and she's like, like what was comedy gold way back when? He's like, you get off me. And the guy walks in and sees it and everything like that. I'm like, wow, that doesn't play well. Wow, that description. If I wasn't so intoxicated, I'd probably have a massive erection right now. (laughs) (laughs) Keep on drinking. It's an exciting movie that you guys are going to produce one day. I can't wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mandingo comes home. It's a working Mandingo comes home. <laughs> the second movie is what it's going to be all about. The first movie is going to be we have an idea for it, and all the ideas we have won't work in that movie. The second movie is where it's going to be ridiculous and full of stuff. The third movie is going to be the serious movie. I want to skip right to the is second movie. Is it going to be movie. a TIFF, Christian? Are you going to have it at the Toronto International Film Festival? I've got to make oh. it first. Okay. Well, when it gets there, I want tickets. <laughs> Hell yeah, you might be in the movie. Who knows? Oh, I, oh, I'd love to be in the movie. I love it. You might be. We'll, we'll see what we, we, we have to. I've done acting see. and gone to acting school just to just to put that out there. Oh, the, the, no way, because this is an amateur shower. This is going to be. I'm afraid to three. tell these guys that I don't want to be in the movie because I can't act. I went to screenwriting school, you know, studied screenwriting oh, for nice. for a while, but uh, I don't I, love, I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like it, living it Dude, up. Dude, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty lit right now. <laughs> Did we raise this on. bad boy? <laughs> yeah, uh, here know. goes Christian. I'm not drunk enough to to uh, not notice that Christian's trying to rush the show along. No. <laughs> we talked about it. Is it horror? Is it not? It'll be. Is it horror? A. It's That's horrific. <laughs> it's horror today, but is it horror? A. Canadian <laughs> <laughs> version that's coming out. There's yeah. just one, just one, one little thing. Ratings <laughs> <laughs> for the moment. FTR, right? Ladies, FTR. How about an FTR on MFA? All right. So anyway, um, yeah, this movie I think is very good. Uh, very, um, you know, like we all said, educational, very believable of what's going on. And for a first-time watch, I really, you know. Enjoyed it. Um, I think everything's handled very well in it. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Um, I don't know if it's a horror or not, and to be honest, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I think everyone should watch it, and I think it's great. 10 out of 10. I think I've proven my point throughout the wow, conversation. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Wow. I'll keep the order the same. Uh, again, I brought the horror thing up only because Dave was wondering about his list that he's finalized. Uh, it doesn't matter one way or the other. It should be seen. Uh, I like the movie quite a bit. 8.5 out of 10 as well. I'm right there with Carly. Uh, and definitely check it out if you can find it. It looks like in the States it might be on Prime. But in yeah. Canada, you got to buy it on uh, Apple, uh, Apple, iTunes, whatever the fuck. iTunes, yeah, <laughs> iTunes. I have a nice Blu-ray. It's a double feature, and, and it's Tragedy Girls and Emma. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Damn, right on. What and you too? Yeah, yeah, and me too. Eight and a half out of ten. I went up a little bit with this conversation. I was at an eight. Now because it's eight point five, now I'm gonna have a problem with my top one hundred. But it's a problem I'm happy to have. So it's okay. Great movie, and I'm glad we got to watch it again. And I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. I think it's just really well crafted and put together, and and more educational than than sensationalized. And uh, Hats off to, to the cast because I think it was just terrific. So, 9 out of 10. I know it just falls short of the Hall of Fame, but maybe a Dave Z second watch will uh, we'll bump that up. A third watch? Maybe. Maybe. He's third gonna watch. He's going to be in, like, La La Land in about two He's minutes. Be uh, <laughs> is it that bad? Is it that uh, bad? I love it. I fucking yeah, love I'm it. To, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> pretend like nothing's going on whatsoever, but. Dude, like I, I, I was pretty heavy-handed with the pores, and I'm pretty split uh, <laughs> right now. Good for this you, is why buddy. I try not to drink much on shows. No, I, I, I don't like to drink when I'm doing the show because I still mm. want to be, you know, 
not be embarrassing myself, but I definitely yeah, right, am right. feeling no, a little. Yeah. If, if it makes you feel any better, you embarrass yourself either way, sober or not. Carly with the real talk. Carly, that's true. Carly wins the the joke of the night there. Oh man. Anyway, thank you so much oh. for joining us. I hope yes. you had a good time. Oh yeah, I had a great time. This was awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. I was talking to Brandon and Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We know Brandon had a good time. <laughs> right oh, I love, I really, really did have a great time tonight. I'm not just saying that because I'm all liquored up. I did have a great time. I, I love, love Women in Horror Month. I think, it's, I think it's a great thing tonight. <laughs> as long as I feel the same way tomorrow morning, that's all I care about, okay? I just want to be hearing this stuff tonight. I'm going to be asleep morning. by 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Dave, take it away, cause I'm... <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, it was it was a great time. Thank you both very much for joining us. It was awesome. That some great conversations. Whew, that Good last films. one. Was awesome. three, I've got yeah. three yeah. solid films too. Yeah, yeah. One thing I always say about the Exploding Head fans is they pick uh they pick good films. They really haven't like intentionally hit us with something that's that's shitty. Why don't you, uh, ladies, tell us what's going on in your your very near future uh, on your yeah. show? Then you plug yourselves, or if you want us to plug you, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. That was completely intentional. I had to. I'm sorry. It was good. It was good. That was awesome. Well, my uh, my episode of Friday Nightmares with Scott Crawford just got released this afternoon. He sent me a message to let me know that it's out there. So we talk about slashers from the 80s. We talk about the political influence of slashers during the 1980s and the early 2000s, as well as a history. And I'm also on It's Not Horror, Okay, which is a commentary. It's fun. Just listen to it. And I recently make appearances on NFW and, I don't know, any horror podcast that asks me to come on. I'll, you ask me, I'll show up. So that's basically how it goes down. Uh, so, um, yeah, on uh, his and hers podcast I do with JP, we actually just released an episode last night, episode six, where we discuss uh, Jeremy Gardner's new film, After Midnight. And uh, we also do a little mini review of the original My Bloody Valentine, which we um, had Austin and Andrew Scheuer come on uh just for that segment because they happened to see it with us. So um, that just released and uh, coming up on Cellular Dissections, which we'll be recording on uh, Tuesday, I believe. Um, we're going to be doing the Wild Bunch, uh, tackling a Western. And um, then, yeah, lastly, I'm not sure when Movie versus Movie is recording next, but, you know, sometime in this month, uh, we're going to cover Texas Chainsaw Massacre original versus remake. So that is all I have going on. I just have one question. Who is the his on the his her show? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's really running the show? <laughs> nice. Wait, so, question. Yeah. I had. <laughs> we're not sure what we're doing on our next show. We know that we're. We, one thing we do know is that we're going to be covering two. What are those episodes of what? Hammer Horror Theater or something? How, is that what it was called? House of Hammer Horror? No. Yeah. Something like that. MC's House of Hammer. <laughs> House of Hammer. <laughs> Don't MC Hammer? We're doing those two, and we don't know the other two movies if we get them. If not, either we'll pick them or we'll just play around. We'll see what happens. Maybe an old and a new. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to all the patrons. A lot of people have been signing up, and I haven't 
back in the old days, I'd be able to see what their names were and everything else, but there's, there's been so much because everything that's going on. But SC, we thank everybody. Dave Gabbard, and someone else. And our, our guests right here tonight, as a matter of fact. I signed uh, up. Heather yeah. and Carly were on there, so so yeah. thank you very much. You signed much. up too, Carly? I did. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So we got the really female vote. Yeah. No, we so, do uh, really appreciate it. It's uh. Oh man. We we were very nervous about approaching. <laughs> we can but, afford uh, vodka now. <laughs> or gin, <whatever> the fuck <laughs> I think I think I'm heading to my first meeting after the show concludes. <laughs> I can't awesome. support this habit, so I think I'm going to, like, cancel yep. my little subscription. So. I support it. I'm going to increase it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two types of people. I like the way you roll. I loved Women in Horror Month. I thought it was terrific. I thought we yeah. uh, I thought we covered all great movies. I thought we had great conversation. I'm, uh, I'm really proud of these two shows. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. By you. anytime, I mean only when we invite you. <laughs> I get it. We don't need more Watsons. That's yeah, that's 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 why we have to do that. Overstaying yeah, the welcome. There's only one Watson. This is and true. I mean that in a good way. He takes it the wrong way. I mean it because <laughs> I love him so much, and he gets so mad at us when we make fun of him. We're bringing him up every show because we love talking about him. Exactly. We, we didn't like him. You would never hear us talking about him. Like, I'm kind of wondering. Now let's really get out of here. As usual, we don't know how to wrap up a show, and anyone that listens to us knows that. So. Christian, turn yeah. out the lights. Yeah, turn out the lights. Peace, Peace. out. Peace. Wow, he did. We love you. <laughs> Keep the aisle seats free.